Nerds, nerds, fucking nerds, what is up? <laughs> Back with another fan-fucking-tastic episode, episode 4 or 5, coming at you in your ears. Uh, again, this is recording in the year, uh, the beginning of COVID year 2, you know, end of 2020, 2021. Hopefully it's going to be a good one. We don't know. It could be another fucking piece of shit. Any case, <laughs> this episode is going to be fucking awesome. I'm stoked. I'm MJ. You know it. And we have my my brother in arms, Indama Arms, Rod. Indama Arms. Rod. What, what is up, up, nerds? Rod? Yeah. What up? What up? It's good to be back. And yeah, we got another good episode. I'm a little hurting today, if you guys don't know. For me, it's the day after Christmas. And you know, we got a multi little time zone thing going on here again oh yeah so oh, yeah one as usual one of us has to bite the bullet and get up early and this time it's me just happens to be the day after christmas so i'm exactly little, you know merry, on the merry slow christmas side this morning as for All me it's 8 a.m december 26th 13th year sander there we go that's right sunday for me we have a fucking awesome guest it yes, is we do none other than than this Fucking mastermind, fucking the mastermind. This is this wrath, wrath of a child that has been destroying this <laughs> kendama, and what like other people have been thinking what kendama could be, it's evolving into. And then like left field, here comes Albert Jopper. Albert, Yo. yeah, what's up, nerd? <laughs> Stoked to be on the show. My favorite podcast. This is an honor. <laughs> yes, yeah. thank you guys for so. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah. Thank you for, for supporting and listening for like such deep ago, for such a long time, you know, one of the first like sets of shirts that, you know, we put out, you, you picked one up. I was super stoked to get it out to you and shit. Yeah, for sure. That design was sick, dude. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, it's just fucking great to be talking with you because a lot has happened for you recently. And you know, the past few years, ever since you moved over to Chrom you know you've been put in the spotlight i think a lot more so excited to go a little little deep if you hear a little history of of troika of the troika days you know and moving uh, to prom yeah. and shit you know we're gonna be going all over the place but before we get going you know cheers to all you dudes i got a nice little bruise going on right here oh, oh what you got albert uh i had the cheapest logger from the <laughs> store downstairs <laughs> <laughs> the cheapest <laughs> nice well, yeah it's, it's gonna be a good one i got i got this special i've been saving this one dudes it is a craft beer from kawagoe koedo and it is infused oh. with coffee and nice. fun, well, i don't know about fun fact i was gonna say fun fact it's not a fun fact at all uh it's a lager <laughs> which is pretty rare for a coffee beer coffee lager yeah right usually they're like stouts Right, I, like a porter. Is that like this year only? I feel like I've seen and had that one before. The oh, really? One. Maybe. Oh, actually, no, no, no. It was like yeah, like a year ago or something. Maybe when you were here. Yeah, I yeah. might have. But it one. was just like a seasonal thing, like for a month or so. And yeah, then I yeah. saw it come back. I was like, oh, I'm picking that up. Yeah, yeah. One o'clock in the morning for me. You know, this just mm-hmm. seems right. Yeah, it's beautiful. Usually, I'm on that end. That today, I got the coffee going. I got my nice little, my nice little. We are Kendama marching band. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> fucking Zawa. <laughs> Mug, yeah, this is Mimoe made these. Yeah, yeah, but it was for his. I think so. Oh, I think super high. Katani Kendama Kyokai. Hell's yeah! Hopefully, everyone's getting ready for this episode. Might be a long one. Who knows? We don't even know. But Jockbert, <laughs> Albert, how how how? You gotta help me. How do you say your last name? 
It's it's Kirvesmäki. Oh shit! Yo, we gotta practice that one, Rod. Kirvesmäki. It's like Kirvesmäki. It's like directly translated. It's uh, Axe Hill. Axe Hill. Yeah. Yo, come on! Can you be <laughs> any more fucking metal? Now, if, if, if maybe people don't know, but. Destroy Her. enemies of metal. That's all we're here for. Yes, yes. <laughs> yeah. This is another reason why I'm so excited for this episode because fellow like metalhead brothers right here. Like, like <laughs> this was one thing I was always so stoked about when I saw Jopper, you know, on the scene. You know, the first few edits, you know, it's just normal, like long hair dude. I'm like, all right, you know, when you got long hair, you either go metalhead or you go hippie. And I'm like, hmm. Where's this dude coming from? And then I learned he's from Finland. I was like, okay. I know for a fact that like per capita, the amount of metal bands in Finland is the biggest in the world. Like, yeah, I've heard that as well. Yeah. Fucking metal. And like every, like that's the norm. Everyone, everyone in like, like, where I don't even know. If you listen to back in the back in the day, listening to fucking Dave Matthews band or some shit, or now listening to who I don't know, I don't know who's who's hot right now. Rod. Metal wise? What are people no 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 like normal? Who's listening to shit on the radio? Like Katy Perry is oh, is just sure, a yeah, still around. You know? uh, probably. Hope hopefully. I have no probably. idea. I don't yeah. listen to radio <laughs> at all. Exactly. We have some some Cardi yeah. B bumping yeah. around. Okay, okay. That, yeah, that type of shit. Well, everyone, if you were to go to Finland, Scandinavia, because, you know, <laughs> any metalheads over there, you hear how excited I'm getting about this shit? <laughs> in Scandinavia, my bros, my nerds, my metalheads. And, yes, and this is another thing where I'm so fucking excited because, Albert, you're you're always hitting me up, you know, giving me, like, like, hey, check out this metal band. I was like, yeah. Like, we talk about, like, in, like, listening to Kveller talk. Or, or yeah, yeah. Satyricon. And I know, you know, my brother Rod over there, you know, played in a metal band before. A few. Oh, really? Likes the metal. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's fine. I didn't know that about. Yeah. 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 Hell Bass yeah. Players. Fun the, fact, that's how I know Alex Smith, actually, is we, our bands played together back in the day. We were both bass players in different bands. Wow. Tight. Yeah. <laughs> right. You're like, you're a bass player. I'm a bass player. Sweet. You know, no then, one wants yeah. to hang out with us, so let's hang out together. <laughs> the well, this is well before, players. well, well before Kendama was ever introduced to us. Yeah, anyway. and but, I knew that that Smith liked extreme music from I think from the Where We Are edit when he's mm. like turning some some Kendamas in his garage or some shit. He's got yeah, a it's short his hair. Garage, That's yeah, the original yeah. Terra fucking spot. The original. And he had a uh, I wrestled a bear once t-shirt. Yeah. And I was like, we were were supposed to tour with that band once, actually. (laughs) It almost it fell through. Then that was the time I think when I was playing bass in Smith's band because he couldn't go on the tour. Yes. So so that's what what gave me like a little like, oh, okay. So like there are people who enjoy extreme music and enjoy Kendama, because at least around me, like there wasn't many. I didn't know mm-hmm. any really. And then you see the normal edits that were going off and, you know, there's a lot of uh, uh, like, I guess like dancey type of upbeat, maybe semi poppy music 
yeah, that, you totally. know, fits the vibe. And I think a lot of people think about that when you're making an edit. And Jocker, totally. we talked about this. Like, I think maybe the first time we met at Catch and Flow, hmm. 2018, how, how, like, the scene doesn't really accept metal into Kendom edits, which kind of sucks because it's like, that's what I like. That's, what I'm, that's the other passion that I have. So it's like, I want to fit it in. But yeah, it's, it's kind of hard to. Have you done any? I know you have. I mean, you, you know, let's look at the, our last uh, NACO online comp. You, you added oh, yeah. heavy ass. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, I, was, I've been playing was... around with the idea of like incorporating metal more. And I, I actually now have this idea of using this um, uh, Finnish black metal song for an edit and, and like uh, incorporate some cinematographic um elements to it yeah. more nice. and like yeah i but think that's, that's i don't know i i think i need some some like professional help for for making it all happen <laughs> <laughs> yeah 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 you know because metal is so can be epic very epic a lot of people yeah, yeah, yeah like you know line it up in in you know comparison with classical music and you think about mm -hmm. classical like with a big orchestra or something it has such an epic fucking sound and if you're not a metalhead you probably don't really feel that way but for people mm. who are into metal it's like yeah like there's so so many comparisons and, and similarities that when you think about okay i'm gonna make an edit with it i think that's might be maybe one reason why it's hard to fit it into an edit because it's like it sounds so epic but then it's like you're just jamming on this like fucking wooden toy just flipping mm, around yeah. in your hand you know yeah so like you said and, and the fact that the drama community is already so big that that you many times you would want to inc like incorporate music that most of the people would enjoy right, so like right. i don't know if if you put sat satiricon for example to your clips, maybe like there's a certain group of people that will like skip the yeah. first thing when they hear the first note. So <laughs> yeah, that's something you might want to consider, but still like, I would definitely want to, uh, want to make like, um, more metal. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. I can get down with that more metal in Kendama. Yeah. I'm always yeah. down for some. I'm about it. Yeah. I think Hell there's, yeah. I definitely, yeah, it's like, there's plenty of times where I'm scrolling through uh, Instagram and, you know, I see some clips and, you know, so those, some of those people who like, you know, put a little production value into it and they add the little like logo at the beginning, there's like some B-roll. So for the first like mm. 15 seconds, it's just like B-roll and like getting into the music. And yeah. it's like, it's usually if it's some sort of music that I'm not down with, which is mostly there's a, there's a lot of like rap and like hip hop and like it's just something like okay just mute I'll watch it but yeah. I gotta mute it guys which is funny <laughs> yeah. because I feel like if I put something out with metal like you're saying Jockbert that people would do that too hopefully they won't fly through it don't don't just yeah. pass it yeah. guys just that mute could happen it. it's a it's a it's a calculated risk that you have to take if you go that <laughs> way <laughs> that's true that's true. And with you now being on Chrome, do you feel like you got to be more careful? If like, you know, you have um, should I, but you know, I'm on Chrome. Should I put something out that's a little more like, I don't know what Skaggs is doing. I mean, I, I, I don't think I have any kind of pressure from Chrome to create certain kind of content. Nice. Maybe like, 
like put more effort into quality and and maybe like edit shit more. That's something I should do. But like, uh, no, I don't feel obligated to to use like commercial like, music. Right, 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 right. Yeah, right. <laughs> as long as you're wearing like Chrome gear, you're using a Chrome Dama, like they're fine. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. <laughs> And I, I don't actually even know if I'm obligated to do that either. Oh like, shit! <laughs> I I mean I. I'm sure it's. I think it's natural to to like rep the company that sponsors you, but like. Yeah. More the more of the matter of good manners. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. I I've never heard anybody to t- tell me that do not post clips with your friends pro mod or anything like yeah, that. Or yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's good. It shouldn't be like that anyway. Yeah, no, yeah no. but it's got to be in some companies. I mean, the only company I've ever heard of it being like that with was Ken Hollicks. Oh, a word? Yeah. Wow, I didn't know about that. Yeah, where they like actually weren't allowing their players to play with other Kendamas. So this was a while ago. I don't know if they still do that, but yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I haven't heard a wa- yeah. uh, any much much news from Ken Hollicks recently. Now that you mentioned that, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah, Maybe that's yeah. why. Hey. <laughs> But uh, anyways, back to our, our special guest here. Yeah, Albert. dude. Um, why don't we take the dive? Let's go back. Uh, when did you get into Dama, buddy? Um, so it was 2014 in the summer. And nice. I, I actually started tricking on that year as well, like earlier okay. in the spring. Okay. And my, my Kendama sensei is, a, uh, is Riku Rikkonen, who is um, a tricker from my hometown. And he nice. was playing kendama, and he was carrying it everywhere and just messing around with it. And he would always say that kendama is like tricking, but it's on your hand. So like whenever you feel too exhausted or too tired or you're maybe injured, you can't trick anymore. You can always pick kendama and still like enjoy the motion. Totally. <laughs> so like, and they they um. In the in the tricking community, kendama used to be a really big thing back in the back in uh, that time. And mm. if you watch any of the tricking samplers from that time, you see that they are like everyone are wearing kendamas around their necks. It, it's everywhere in those videos. <laughs> so nice. he he got me into dama, and he had played for two years at a time, and he was on some shit. Like obviously that was the golden era of space walking, and he he knew like all these string maneuvers and oh, yeah. and like. Then uh, Kendama Europe was sponsoring their tricking event, uh, uh, and they they hooked them up with like two huge plastic bags full of kendamas. They got like thirty kendamas or something like that for Kendama, <laughs> Kendama Europe, and I ended up buying uh, a kendama from them, and nice. I just never put it away. Was that the one that After you had that. that was customized that said Jock on the handle? Yeah, 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 yeah. I nice. actually took a playing card, like Joker playing card, and and cut the stencil from the JOK oh, part and made it uh, with spray paint to the can. <laughs> That's pretty cool. <laughs> when when you're starting to play, did you yeah. learn a lot from other people just watching them? Was anyone like kind of teaching you? Did you have like sessions at the tricking uh, events? So, no, not not really. I was I was basically just playing with Riku in the beginning, but of course I I started to spread it around to like other social circles. So I got my best friend into kendama and his little bo- brother, and those basically have been 
the people that I've played with the most. And we together, we formed Papa Tre, which is my local squad, and we started making videos. Oh, and it was, yeah. actually, it was actually Kalle, this best friend of mine, who, who showed me Kendama videos the first time. So like before that, I haven't seen anything. Like I didn't knew that the community existed or, or, yeah, or like or different styles of all playing. the stuff that yeah, was yeah. possible with Kendama. And he showed me uh, practicing Kendama from Colin Sander. That was the first edit I ever saw. Uh, saw. Yeah. And then we checked um, Bon Satran winning KWC that year. And oh, yeah. I was mind blown for the fact <laughs> that there was a community and they had competitions and there's world championships and, and just everything that went down on stage, <laughs> which was just fucking mind blowing. Oh, yeah. And that, 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 was, that was the moment that I discovered the identity of, of Kendama player within myself. That was the moment when I realized that, oh shit, I'm one of those dudes. I need to go out there and like force these people to be my friends. I'm a Kendama <laughs> player. <laughs> well, luckily with the community, you don't have to force anyone to be your friends. It's just like an automatic, like skateboarders. Like you hear a fucking yeah, skateboard yeah. rolling down the street. Like, oh, fucking, like, you know, like Spidey sense. Like, yo, I heard someone. I heard that's, that's like someone's kicking, pushing right now. There's a homie down there, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but it's still so different because skateboarding is so much bigger than Kendama. Yeah, like, yeah. True. Like, for example, if you, if you hear the sound of a skateboard, you, you can't automatically assume that he's a good dude or that you would get <laughs> along with him. That's Unlike true. with Kendama, it's so much smaller and, and like, it's polarized because we have the common interest. So it's natural that, that the community somewhat consists of similar minds yeah that makes sense yeah, yeah. totally yeah like but a lot of, of course it changes when when kendama grows right, i mean right. mm -hmm. anything grows yeah more people get into yeah. it yeah that's definitely a mm -hmm. thing that we see more and more of as the community gets bigger and companies get bigger and the you know it reaches more people mm -hmm. um, yep. Yep. yeah yeah but i think the the mindset of people who get into it are usually i feel like in in a way outsiders a lot of people you know who at least back in the day you know we know we've heard a lot about uh rollerbladers getting mm. into it skateboarders uh and those classes or, or groups i should say are people who kind of like are misfits don't fit in with like the norm crowd you know in high school and shit right yep mm. i feel that and then then going over to the set of us three you know metal metal heads that's another genre of something that's like an outsider's kind of a thing to mm -hmm. enjoy so same with with ken Daman. i think that's what makes people you know kind of just buddy up brother hard yeah even, yep. even yep. zawa gets sure. that nuance man he he makes those fucking the fucking kendama outsider club uh, yeah. Or whatever, yeah. Right? yeah 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 <laughs> it's, it's, it's like an oddball spark yeah, yeah, it is. It is. So I think that's that's definitely a, a cool part of it. So yeah, when, definitely. And then yeah, right. You with tricking. So were you doing? Were you like hardcore tricking? Like I want to be like in competitions, or were you just doing it for fun? At no, the time? no, 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 no. That was just something that that filled the gap in my life that came when I stopped skateboarding. So I realized that these two sports stimulated the same part of my my brain so when i started tricking i i dropped skateboarding and I see. yeah 
I, I don't know, but I, I, I trained really hard for like three years and then I injured my knee and I haven't yeah. really tricked ever since. But like, yeah, I, I wouldn't consider myself as a tricker, even though I, I kind of know how to, how to throw some tricks. Yeah. When you injured your knee, you were uh, doing tricking? Yeah, 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 yeah. What, what made you stop skateboarding? Like- Star, I, I started tricking. So, yeah. oh, okay. so skateboarding just, just like, um, yeah, yeah, it faded away. It faded yeah. away a little bit. But mm-hmm. I, I think definitely the biggest, biggest thing that I gained from, from tricking is kendama. So like, <laughs> if it wasn't for tricking, I wouldn't be playing kendama right now. Right. And I don't know if I would be an object manipulator at all if, I, if it wasn't for tricking. Whoa. Hmm. Whoa. I mean, skateboarding is technically an object manipulation. It is. It but is. I see what you're saying, though. That's with your feet. This is like with your hands, what you're talking about, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. definitely. I mean, <laughs> I had done uh, flaring for five years before I, I started playing Kendama. Okay. So, like, flaring, like, like the bartending kind of thing? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, uh, me and my best friend, we were working at music festivals. As mm-hmm. bartenders, and all the spare time, we would actually play Game of Ken, but with water bottles. <laughs> yeah, oh, nice. <laughs> and like, and like, it got out of hand. I would, I would stay up all night and just grind in secret so that I would be better <laughs> than my friends on the next day. And I, and I, I remember that perverted sensation of like grinding in the middle of the night when everybody else were asleep. <laughs> and like so so I, I i already had um this kendama like emotional language mm. in my muscle memory so for example all the arm balance tricks and all the elbow balances and well, yes, uh, yes, yes. body crossing tricks and all that i actually knew how to do that before mm-hmm. i even picked up kendama yeah so you were doing it, with it was really easy to to incorporate that emotional language into kendama after yeah, yeah, because doing it with a bottle, that shit's fucking heavy. So once you moved over to the Kendama, you're like, oh, hey, no problem. <laughs> I guess, yeah. It was different. And, you know, that, the fact that, the fact that I, I was so into it, that the flaring thing, and then when I, when I discovered Kendama, it was an instrument, like sort of a mindless but yet so delicate design uh, that was actually made for what I was already doing. Yeah. So it, it, it was works. a no brainer to start playing Kendama in a way. Yo, did you, <laughs> did you dudes, did you dudes also like me, like when you were growing up, like in your kitchen and shit, you just like flip like your knife, like your butter knife or some yeah, shit. Everything. Or, I still I do that. To this day. Yeah. Yo, I remember like sitting Eight. on the TV with my remote control. I'm just like, flip, like, yep. Oh, like, yeah, let's see yeah. if I can do, like, a shove it kick. Oh, yeah, or toothbrush or yeah, some yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and try, trying to translate everything. Like, you guys remember Nokia uh, 3310? That's, like, the most tree-flippable object in the world. <laughs> the, you know the fucking plastic-looking Nokia phone, the old one that's yeah, yeah, basically yeah, yeah. Like the flip phone kind of thing? Or the open phone? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, the flip that's so funny. no not not the flip the free free 10 guys that's a fucking classic don't you know that <laughs> <laughs> i'm not up on the on the phone no. sorry buddy 
<laughs> that's fucking hilarious. Yeah, and I gotta, yeah, I gotta confess, I didn't get a fucking cell phone until a while. I think until I was like eighteen, long more, twenty or some shit. Yeah, I was. I'm about the same. Wow. I was about eighteen. I got one for like a grad present when I graduated high school. Yeah, for cell phone. Like your yeah. first mobile phone. Yeah. Wow, dude, that's heavy. <laughs> <laughs> Right, yeah, so Nokia. So any case, yeah, flipping shit. So then it just translated. So do you think that because that, you know, you practice a lot of flaring and shit that it influenced you and in your kendama play? Because your style oh, yeah. is, oh, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, basically, all that uh, motional language was, like, directly, um, like, you, you, could, you could, like, transfer it into kendama so easily. Right. So, like, uh, right when I picked up kendama, I was able to do like body crossover tricks and and those arm balances, for example. And yeah, e- yeah. even my the the clip that I posted on the Chrome trick of the year, I could do like three years before I even picked up kendama. Right. Right. <laughs> so yeah, like those were easier. Like fuck lighthouse. I'm gonna fucking try to balance the shit on the tama. Hell no. It go straight through the arm. It's much easier. <laughs> yeah pretty much so uh did did you ever like like playing with jumbos more so because jumbo would be like closer to like a bottle kind of thing is that uh no ever... not really no like uh these friends of mine the other dudes from Papa Trea, they were playing with chrome vikings back in the day but i mm-hmm. i always thought that it has to be the standard size to like get the full experience and like yeah. make it proper. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, not even a Viking? The uh, Vikings back no, in the day, not really. Know? Not really. Yeah. I, ac- I actually got the Gaiju just like a week ago. I should probably oh. take it outside someday and try some shit out, but yeah, we go. haven't got that yet. <laughs> right. You might, yeah. wanna, you might not want to do the head bonk with that thing. That one will take you. <laughs> yeah, probably not. Even if it's a regular size Dama, you want to make sure that you're wearing a beanie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like totally. so, some sometimes I forget uh, get that, and because it's in your muscle memory, you just toss the tama to your forehead, and yeah, on the and, on the mid air, you remember that oh fucking god, oh I shit, this is gonna hurt. Be- Yeah, <laughs> I think uh, who is I think it's Edwin. Edwin does shit like that, but he fucking does it without a hat, doesn't he? He just bonks it on there. I'm sure I've seen uh, him like that. It, it's it's probably like shoulder bonks that he does. Oh, maybe I, that's I hope that thinking. he uses beanie with headphones, dude. <laughs> <laughs> maybe that's what I'm thinking. I seem to remember a clip of, I think it's him, just doing one of those tricks, but without it. And Because I, I remember watching it being like, damn, I hope he didn't have to grind that because that looks like it would suck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like three days in. <laughs> yeah, just hour. banging your head on a toilet. <laughs> yeah. That's one way to get the skull plane. Dude. Yeah. <laughs> 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 one way dude yeah. you, know, remember, you guys see the adrian's clip fucking toss yeah. the dude, neck and the fucking oh. that, lo- that looks so dangerous oh. yeah like, man that's a good one though it, yeah imagine doing that like missing the last bike and just accelerating the yeah exactly <laughs> the with the string straight to your eye hole like dude. yeah jeez man. just uppercut right into the jaw into the chest yeah. For for you nerds who are paying attention, you'll remember this, the skull plane story from the break <laughs> shit contest that uh, Alvin yeah. here was kind enough to submit. Yeah, it's it's, own if you ha- don't remember, okay. you have to go back. Let's hear more about that. Fucking, where did that story come from? It was like a dream you created. This this like 
mini series that needs to have a sequel or maybe even <laughs> a fucking prequel. Dude, it's it's Kendama lore. So only thing I can say is that I heard it from a dude. <laughs> <laughs> a dude. But yeah, no, okay. Lore 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 runs heavy in Scandinavia. I know that, you know, we, we just passed, you know, we just celebrated Christmas and uh, you know, for everyone who doesn't know, when we were scheduling this episode, I was like, oh, let's let's record on the 25th because I think that would be like a kind of a possibly good day for all of us. But I totally didn't even think about like your time, Albert. And then like, yeah, you're like, yeah, I can't do it. You know, it's kind of family time. It's Christmas. <laughs> like uh, that's totally makes sense. And, and in Finland, that's where like, that's where Chris Kringle, no, you don't call him Chris Kringle. What do you call him? What are you talking about? Santa, Santa Claus. Her Santa Claus is like from Santa Claus. Finland, like the true yeah, yeah, yeah. version. What's his name? Papa Ganoush. He's got. He's got to have some awesome name. Ah, Yolubukke. It's Yolubukke. Or Nuttibukke. Oh, dude, hell's yeah. <laughs> so the, uh, yeah, so I think lore, you know, runs deep with with the Scandinavian that. countries in Europe. Come on, yeah. I'm sure you you were told some tales when you were a little kid. I wish it's not like that. I I did uh, give sacrifices to the to the sauna spirits yesterday. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> like um, the sauna, yeah. Like apologizing for swearing and and making noise, and you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh damn! Are they real? <laughs> you, you you just have to like pour a little bit of beer on the on the stones and sauna. And mm. like apologize for all the bad shit, yeah. So that yeah. the 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 sauna spirit doesn't burn your sauna or, or your skin. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. yeah you guys dude. got lots of saunas and hot springs and stuff out there, hey? Uh hot springs not, but yeah, saunas. Hell yeah. Okay. Because I remember, I want to hear a little more about this uh, super stoker event. Oh uh-huh. yeah, 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 yeah. Because everything I've heard, that sounds like a fucking good time. Yeah, I mean, it's the best time. Yeah. <laughs> so let everyone know, because if, probably if they don't follow you or, or if you're not in Europe, you probably don't really know about what Super Stoker is. You just think, you know, oh, yeah, those fucking plastic pump guns, the water guns. <laughs> the Super Soaker. Yeah, not a Super Soaker. Super, super Stoker. Stoker. Tell us about this, Albert. Pump that stoke. So it's basically a non-competitive kendama gathering it's not a kendama competition so we don't compete but we can compete if we want to so it's it's a prime example of an event that runs itself so we basically we provide with the facility we got this old uh village school gym where everybody is sleeping there's a common kitchen is there as well and obviously sewn up by the lake as well and we have all these um bands playing and it's basically just a gathering with the homies but it's kendama gathering yeah and it's um it's like an ideal ideal environment to try shit out if you for example if you're an event organizer and you want to try out this new competition format you can do it there like in a safe environment and no Uh social media content is gonna leak out or Mm. (laughs) How, I no. mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it, it, it's, mean, a, it's a festival, Rod. You've been to to EJC. Yeah, 
Yeah, yeah that's so totally that's the EJC, vibe I'm thinking of. Yeah, yeah. But like super exclusive. Fuck out and playing kendama. Yeah, exactly. It's like a it's like a five day sauna evening. <laughs> Shit, five days. Oh yeah, I mean, we need longer <laughs> kendama events. You you really, I mean, so many times when I'm at the event, I'm so focused on competing that on the on the competition day that I don't really like get to hang out with homies enough. Yeah, and like yeah, totally. At most, it's like one weekend event here in Europe. So like, it's not enough to like con- uh, connect and actually like share tricks and, and like nerd out yeah. over Kendama. Yeah. So like Super Stoker is the space where you can do that shit and have workshops and, and basically do whatever. The, the, the concept is that, that, that we don't uh, arrange, we don't plan anything, but everything happens impulsively. Yeah, so, so like zero schedule. Rap- yeah, zero schedule. And for example, I mean, it, it, it's so good. Everything happens by itself. Like last year, um, Ule and, and Timothy and Eric, they just, uh, they made a pop-up restaurant. They just went to shop and buy some ingredients. Then they would make like vegetarian food for 30 people. And <laughs> like, it, it's, it's a bubble. It's a Kendama bubble. <laughs> hell yeah that's awesome so and are you the mastermind behind it you created it albert i mean yeah yeah i mean we tend to say with with papa tres what that we um lead superior lifestyle and (laughs) that's like a way to to like let other people be involved yeah yeah share that superior (laughs) lifestyle Song yeah. by the lake. <laughs> Hell yeah. Yeah, that sounds like a great time. That's How many like, yeah. like like what you're saying with every Kendama event, there's never enough time to fucking like really get down to it with everybody and like yeah, see everyone yeah, exactly. and hang out. And that's why like I think like me personally, whenever I go to events, I try to go early and stay late, you know, because then you have a couple yeah. extra days and then Yeah. But yeah, if the event was just five days, that's fucking perfect. That's great. Yeah, definitely. And I hope that next <laughs> summer, hopefully we're going to be able to throw it next summer if the COVID oh. situation is better by then. But we're going to have fucking tattoo artists in there and even more good bands and fuck yeah. like all the good shit. Oh, fuck, dude. That sounds so sick. I remember uh, back in the day, like The Void doing something similar. Like a, maybe it was more of like a camping retreat, but I remember him mentioning like bands and yeah. shit. Yeah. Yeah. There was, uh, so, oh, okay. How many people are we talking? Like you said 30 before, um, was it around that or like a hundred? I am not completely sure, but I, if I remember correctly, that was around 30 or 40 people. Okay. And is it free? Um... You got to pay um, something. I, 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 I think last year we asked uh, 20 euros per person, but yeah. that's like for the accommodation and for the rinse and, yes. and like we, we don't make any profit. And, mm. and if there, if there's extra money, we would just buy beer for everyone. Yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. Yeah. And it is 18 but, and over, correct? Or 20 and over? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. It's, it's 18 and over. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
Yes. <laughs> we, we will not have time to look over, like watch over little kids. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's totally. another, that, that would be a, another like highlight of having a Ken Dama event, you know, for the, for the older generations who, who want to hang out, fucking party and shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's always been an interesting thing in Kendama, uh, especially over recent years, how there's like pushes in different directions where some people are really keeping it geared towards kids and like mm. want to make it so that we're building the next generation kind of thing, which I think yep. is awesome. But there's also the other side of it of like more like this is an adult thing and like we're adults and we want to get drunk and play kendama and be rowdy and do whatever and smoke weed and like whatever the fuck, you know, get fucking yeah. tattoos and get tattoos and yeah, and listen to heavy metal bands and whatever the fuck yeah. else we want to do. But um, but it's interesting because there's obviously huge like the pieces of this that like those two kind of worlds exist simultaneously, right? And there's yeah. always been this, like, because we're all, everybody that's into Kendama likes to, like, get kids into it for the most part, I feel like. You know what I mean? I guess, So it's yeah. like, you want to do, you want to be a part of both, but you can't do both at the same time. It just doesn't work that way. Mm. Mm. And that's kind of, I think, maybe a, a bit of an issue that's been popping up. I'm sure a lot of people have seen some shit on the Instagram and all this stuff, people talking about this and that, whatever. But uh, that's not important. <laughs> what i'm getting at is um is that it's just an interesting like dynamic to see so like i like to yeah. see that like it's a very european attitude i think to like for you guys to just make like yeah we're just gonna go hang out for five days and finish. right right yeah and, yeah, yeah no yeah. no kids we're just gonna do the fucking shit yeah yeah it's just a bunch of homies hanging out yeah fucking... and that's fucking beautiful i think that's amazing <laughs> yeah <laughs> right. definitely definitely but it's I, I really like the see. european events for for the fact that that it's mainly older people in there, yeah. even though I'm also simultaneously worried about the lack of like junior players in Europe. I see what <laughs> you're saying. Like, yeah. But like the events are super, super enjoyable. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's interesting. Yeah. So it's like, it's almost like you, you guys in Japan need to do like a trade because Japan is all always about the kids. It's always a little kid event. Yeah. 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 I think there's, there isn't any like adult Kendama events kind of thing in Japan, really. Yeah, no, nothing. It's yeah. So like, there would just be like you're small saying sessions. you have the opposite. You guys just gotta like work together a little bit here and there, and then it should be fine. Dude, I've been <laughs> having, I've been having like, I remember a while ago, I had the idea of like renting or working with Sue and holding music kendama events, where it's like uh-huh. you get like a fucking DJ, but not like your average DJ. I'm thinking like fucking metal night, and you get a bunch of people to just play metal or like hardcore or punk music or some shit. Yeah. And that's like, that's the whole theme. Like, of course there's Kendama, but it's revolving and it's inside the theme of whatever genre of music. Yeah. I see what you're saying. That yeah. could be fun. Right. The heaviest Kendama event you'll ever attend. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's got fucking <laughs> Kendama. I love like, that. Aluminum. You gotta get like a custom Kendama made for the event that's got like like black metal, like face paint, like corpse paint on it kind of thing. <laughs> That'd be pretty sick. Hells <laughs> yeah, dude. Or or fucking have you seen that Hokuto no Ken, the 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 fifth fist of the North Star Kendama? Oh yeah, like, I have seen hand? that. Yeah. You get one, but you make it so with the fucking pinkies, oh, so you got the horse. Two spikes, yeah. <laughs> so yeah dude, and and it's, the packaging, it has to come inside of like a paper church that you have to burn to get the dom oh. out. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great idea. 
Oh my god! <laughs> there Dude, we go. That is so good. That seals it right there. All right, a package Metal that you have to burn off. <laughs> you, you, it's highly recommended that you burn it off. You can't rip it off, but we suggest you burn it off. Yeah, yeah for the for the blessing for your shred. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Oh my god, that's so good. Oh man. man. All right. So let's let's hop back into into the story of uh Jockbird here. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you started in 2014, you got into tricking, uh tricking yeah. showed you Kendama. Um I guess there was some flaring and stuff in there as well, too. But uh so when when did you start you you have a, you had the Papa Trey team? Yeah, you're saying you and your couple homies. So yeah. and then still have. Yeah, Papa you still have, forever. yeah, hell yeah. Nice, nice. <laughs> And then, so you joined Troika Kendama. Was your first like sponsor? Oh yeah, yeah. Cool. So, um, so of course, when we started, we had to spread it around as much as possible because mm-hmm. there were there was no Kendama players in Finland at all at a <laughs> time. So, and, and we we were playing a lot of Kendama. So, like, we soon realized that it's really really costly to to like buy your Kendamas. Mm-hmm. Yeah. like one by one and then like shred it to pieces in fucking three days maybe you get a bad one or yeah, well yeah, yeah. you know they, they just don't last that long the beach regular beach kendamas if you if you actually play a lot so totally. were those so, kendamas from uh were they plays from kendama europe uh no we we were buying from mirek at a time mm-hmm. who was the, okay, the okay. owner of kendama zz the who whose brand the Troika Kendama is. So like um we would basically contact Mirek and ask like how many damas do we have to buy so that um we get the wholesale price. And then we would buy like ninety five Kendamas. Oh shit. like just natty natty beach kendamas from Mirek. Uh so that we would sell the Kendamas and get to play for free ourselves. So yes. that everybody would get like ten kendamas for themselves, and we would sell the rest. And and you're creating a community yeah, at we the were, same time. Yeah. 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 Exactly. But it was also to provide ourselves. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I just ended up in Troika team because we we were interacting with with Mirek so much, and we were buying shit from them uh, from him, and like um, I would like write him if he could like make a wood burn around the like a like a half half spread scope around the yeah. Tama and like all these things. And we, we just started talking more and more. And then eventually he asked whether I wanted to be on Kendama Ziza team or Troika team. And at the time I, I felt that we would be, uh, we would be able to like establish Troika as an independent, uh, brand. So mm-hmm. I went for Troika and we got Kamil from Poland. Yeah. He's actually on Chrome from Poland right now. He's the homie. He's the dude that I nerd out with the most probably nice. about Kendama shit. And yeah. then we had uh, um, Daniel Asham from, from Germany and we were the Triforce team. Yeah, yeah. Of Troika. Right, Troika. So for everyone who doesn't know, Troika was a yeah, fan, uh, brand from, where are they? From Czech Republic. Czech, right, yeah. yeah. Yeah, they're from Czech, yeah. Yeah, the logo and is a simple three. Troika. Yeah. I mean, that's the translation, right? It's just three. I guess, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so you were a pro 
on it. No, I remember I, I, I went back and I just searched up YouTube really quickly and I see that you were listed as a pro. Uh, yeah, Facts. but like we, we didn't have pro mods. So like, it's, I don't just, know if we were, so it's like, just a team. Real, yeah. so it's, <laughs> yeah. the team was called the pro team. Nevertheless, yeah. we didn't have float team though. So mm -hmm. I don't, I don't but, fucking know, but you know how, <laughs> how Kendama companies like really easily call can put people names pro. on. Yeah. 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 What exactly is a pro? Like so you consider how many how many of the of the pros that we had are actual professional because that that was what pro stands for. Yeah. Like I I do this as my profession. I'm a professional. So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> huh. So how how long were you on the Troika team? Um, I think two years, one and a half years, something yeah. like that. I don't okay. really remember that. Nice. Well. And how was it? You felt you were taken care of. You had all the diamonds you needed to shred. Oh yeah, but you know it's a it was a one man company, so like mm -hmm. there was difficulties and all the manufacturing process was really slow and like um, I don't know we made some bad decisions business wise, mostly because the team had too much to say in like how to run the company. <laughs> so, so like we got a uh computer program late cnc late mm -hmm. and we started making our own kendamas and that was that was a really bad decision because you guys know making kendamas is so fucking hard yeah and like, <laughs> even though you have a cnc late it doesn't mean that kendamas just come out of the machine if you press the button <laughs> yeah. so like yeah, yeah. so mirek basically invested money to buy a late and uh i think it took over half a year to make the first kendama with Whoa. that late to like yeah. learn how to use the thing and like like get the process good and all that and it still took like eight hours to make one kendama so you very mm -hmm. very quickly realize that this business model is not that sustainable right right <laughs> and then on the other side we had the the china made line of ultimate uh, kendamas that were basically just blank, like standard kendamas from the from the factory with uh, sticky paint. Right, right. Mm -hmm. And like we ended up uh, um, stuck with a huge, huge um, batch of those kendamas, and like that time, Slaydog has had already like come out, and everybody were into into playing. Whoa. slightly large larger kendamas and we were just like kendama usa as far as i've heard like stuck with the huge batch of old outdated <laughs> kendamas right, right, right. Like, <laughs> definitely there was yeah that was that was something that's big i think that the, in europe i don't know what the scene is like at all but does chrome really have like a strong grip like how 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 heavy how strong is like sweets or Kendama USA? Um, out How do you of feel? Three, yeah. I'd say that that Krom has the biggest crit, but like because of most of the European seed are adults, they're like able to, to, to reach out and order from an online like overseas. So, yeah. so like it's pretty uh, spread. Yeah. And mm -hmm. a lot of people are repping like 
smaller local businesses as well. And yeah, I was gonna say there's like a lot of smaller like European companies too. Like there's like Native, there's like Hamplan Kandamas, there's like oh, yeah, yeah. Dao, yeah, and exactly. Kandamas from from yeah. Scotland and yeah, Ooh, yeah, yeah. There's, there's a, there's a you bunch. Were, yeah. You guys remember Fortress from Italy? And Dao, yeah. Oh, Fortress. Yeah. yeah, I remember Fortress. Yeah, yeah. Those those Dao's yeah, were like, on Fortress. Those Kens were so nutty for some reason. Like all the pictures I always looked at, like they it looked like it was like made out of a towel or something. Like the way that they cut the wood or some shit. <laughs> you feel that way? Like it looked like soft. I see what you're saying. Yeah. Didn't they do like a lot of like spectraply kind of stuff? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. They did some. But yeah. I, I think it was some some kind of special spectra ply food that made the the texture to be like yeah. that. Right, it was. It wasn't different. like the the regular spectra ply you get. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. Yeah, it looked like the whole thing was covered in like felt or something. It looked like it. I've mm. never touched one, but from the pictures, yeah. <laughs> no idea. But yeah, so there's a lot of like small companies within Europe. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. yeah, I was always just interested about that to see what uh what it's like because I know people you know talk about shipping stuff and and you know you see suites opening up different like uh, uh what are they called. Not branches, like but there's yeah, people. Like yeah, 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 yeah. You know, they make a strong connection with somebody who maybe has like a small retail store or some shit. And then yeah. it's like, okay, you sell our kendamas from this location. Even like mm. going back, like there's always been like kendama companies from Europe. Like even like back at Sunrise, it was like was one of the bigger Ooh. ones back in the day. Yeah, you know, or like Royal Kendamas, which was run by the B yes. Boyd and the BKA. Yeah, or like sure. or Miric stuff like the before Troika even like with the Kendama CZ like he's always had stuff going and, and whatnot and making stuff or like even like Kreuz Kendama from Denmark like oh yeah, yeah and this yeah, is yeah. all like you know these are companies that were around in like 2013 when I went to Europe for the first time and like yep yep yeah so it's kind of cool that there's always been like these little niche ones that have just like been there and even though like a lot of the people I think in North America are unaware of them for the most part. Right. I think because they were probably most tending to the people around them because it was like yeah. too much to I mean, get shit shipped over. Totally. From the it US. kinda makes sense. It's no different either, like than in Japan. Like Japan like has a yeah. lot of little companies too. Like like we were just talking about Ken Hollicks. Like right. how many right. people who are listening have seen a Ken Hollicks Kendama? Like I don't know. Yep. <laughs> you know? Right, yeah. It's interesting to see the the little the intricacies of each little Kendama world on on each continent and how we're all separated but we're all doing the same thing and working towards the same thing right and then when we come together we share it all and it's just ah, fuck explosion super stoker super stoker yeah right <laughs> we need to be here we need more nights we need more fucking bands yeah more beers more it's just, beers it just sounds so fucking rad oh Dude. man yeah yeah but uh, about troika i have to say that that it was a really tight family and the the spirit inside the company was really good and mm-hmm. i still consider every one of those people to be my brothers in dama and i love every single one of them Fuck yeah. yeah and and i uh, within the within the like it, it it was a really small company but we did get supported by mirek also mm-hmm. with his like personal money when he would send us to compete like to netherlands for example or whenever yeah. like he he was always down to support and the amount of support that he he gave us was enormous considering 
of the size of of the the company. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Merrick's the homie. Yeah, Merrick's the I, homie. I haven't seen Merrick in a long him. time. I miss him. Yeah, same. <laughs> <laughs> well, I hope you're listening, Merrick. Much love, buddy. <laughs> yeah, dude. All this shit. But yeah, yeah. I think I met him one time in, at a catch and flow like deep ago, randomly. But yeah, dude. What? This, Merrick in catch and flow, really? I was just I, wondering. Yeah, I believe he, so. I believe so. It was like wow. the second one. <laughs> I think the second one. Yeah. And really? I know who he wow. was. Yeah. And Sue told me, I was like, oh, shit. I think Sue like, got some dominoes from him back in the day. Uh, yeah. 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 Sue would. Yeah. <laughs> That's fine. Yeah. Hell so yeah. the, the so, shout out nurse. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So <laughs> Troika. Now, when did this change happen to Chrome? Let me just say also that um, I kind of, there was a little foreshadowing for me about you moving to Chrome because I think it was second, third year catch and flow hanging out at the Sioux lab for the anniversary party. And Rolf, was talking about this new Kendama player that he's seen. He's like, man, it's so, it's, his shit's so insane. It's so insane. It's Jockbert. I'm like, what? He's like, yeah, like Albert. Search Albert something. I'm like, Albert, okay. I'm like, sounds like sounds like a smart guy, Albert. Okay. And, <laughs> <laughs> and I was, uh, I looked into it more and I was like, okay, okay. And I remember that uh, Rolf was was pretty stoked on your, your style of play. And I was like, blown away. And that's when I saw your, um, what was it, Worldwide episode? You're on the beaches uh, episode. Your, your edit, edit that you had. Yeah, yeah. When you were in oh, yeah, yeah. the Woodwide Web. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Woodwide Web. Yeah, 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 and yeah, that's, yeah. That's my first, that was my introduction to your style of play. Oh, and, wow. That was yeah. a good one. That's, that's probably my favorite edit of today, in a, in a way. Yeah. Like it's, probably not the best and it's definitely not the best filmed i mean it's only like gopro clips from from the beach but like that that was the first time when i felt like i have a complete style for myself and i was able to make an edit that was like my style 100 percent yeah, yeah, yeah. at a time yeah Hell yeah. yeah some good nerd homework right there yeah yeah Wood Wide Web. That shit Wood was web. That, that that was a really like a huge game changer because I've seen string tricks before, I've seen juggling before, but not in that way that you were <laughs> how, how you were manipulating it, Albert. So it was like I, it definitely stood out. And then I forgot it was like it was a while after that that uh, you were announced to be on Chrome, and then I hmm. you know episode like flashback in my brain i was like whoa i just went back to outside of sue lab where drunk rolf was talking to me about albert something something albert something something and i was like oh <laughs> shit i i had no idea because i don't think i've ever received a compliment from rolf in person <laughs> <laughs> not many people have so like that that's <laughs> unexpected to hear but i'm i'm stoked yeah yeah <laughs> And then, so how, how, how did the connection to Chrome happen for you? Who reached out? Um, so, how did you feel um, about it? I mean, I knew all the dudes. And I had hung out with, with Rolf many, many, like many, many times. And I, I, I knew everybody from the team. Right. Because like the European scene and, and because of the events that 
we've been into together and and like when when I left Troika I, I knew that I I wanted a sponsor that would be able to like help me out with Dama travels and and I wanted to to play with modern kendamas and that narrows down the options like how many companies are out there who are actually like fi- financially able to support you on the travels for example like help yeah. you with the plane ticket and yeah I, I i just knew i knew the dudes and and i was already homies with them so it was kind of natural even though they had been our like nemesis <laughs> and I, yeah. when we were on Troika, I mean, they they were all our worst competitors right. in like wise and also competition wise in in the events. So yeah, it felt weird in the beginning. Yeah. I, I was actually I was talking with uh, our German ambassador, like Chrome Germany ambassador Nick, yeah. and yeah. and I was just randomly talking with him how I was getting off. Troika and I think he messaged TK right. and then we called with TK and that was it. That was and how'd you feel? Were you like right away yes or you're like, well let me think about it for a second? I mean, for me that was pretty natural decision at a time. Yeah. Like I, I hadn't discussed with any any other brand. I, I hadn't discussed with, with Chrome either. So when they asked, I just knew that yeah. This is this is my team, and the also time. they were fucking Nordic brand and and you know European kendama brand. So it's and I like like I said, I I knew the homies. So yeah, you felt at yeah. home. Yeah, How'd and I feel- felt home ever since. Right, nice. How how did you feel about their uh, the kendamas? Because you know when the Slay Dog came out, it was mm. a pretty big change. A lot of people were like yes no kind of thing of course most people went yes <laughs> but then you know they were they're testing out and still testing out so many different subtle changes in their shapes and whatnot were you like about it right away or were you like no oh, oh yeah yeah keep those yeah that, that, keep, keep, keep the natty keep the two fingers fuck that bear <laughs> no, no, no 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 <laughs> nope. i i i'm all about uh like evolution of kendama like we should we should play the best kendamas possible, and like if if you just continue increasing the size of kendama, there will be a point w- when it's too big. Mm-hmm. So so there is a perfect size somewhere in between. So I I think like standardizing kendama size is stupid. Like yeah. it, it's it's it stands on the way of of trick development and evolution yeah. of tricks and progression. And I, I had also been really jealous of Rolf because he always had so honed set up at events uh, and he would like laugh for my Kindama, which was this tiny match with like <laughs> two fingers string. And I was always like, yeah, fuck you, Rolf and Krom. I hate you guys. And that's fucking cheating. But like, Deep in within, I knew that ah, I wish I had one of those. I want to play that hard as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, that's like that attitude goes way back in Kendama as well. Even back to when like Sour Mash first started coming out with like really sticky shit, and everybody oh, was yeah. like, "Yo, oh, yeah. you did you did a lunar flip, but oh, it was on a Sour Mash." Mm, yeah, it doesn't really count. Yeah, you know? yeah, 
Yeah. But that, that mentality is so counterproductive. I, totally. I, I have an, an analogy of, of like comparing uh, Kendama development to uh, ski jumping. Yeah. So like, I don't know if you know ski jumping that well, but in the beginning, they were jumping candle style. So they would be oh, like this, okay. yes, 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 and like legs together like together, this, and, yeah. and the skis pointing forward like this. Right. And when when the first dude came up with the Wii style, yeah, people like they lost their minds. But this mm -hmm. guy was beating them. But they were yeah. like, "This is ski jumping. This is not ski flying." <laughs> like, well, yeah, yeah. yeah. You see the analogy of Chikendama. Eventually, went. everybody started jumping Wii style. Yeah. Because mm -hmm. it, it was like yeah. simply the best style to jump. So I think it applies to Kendama so well. Yeah, yeah and totally. It's hard. It's hard even if you have the most honed setup in the world. It's still hard. And if it's not hard, then you have to go harder. You <laughs> Then you have to like sees better and bigger tricks and yeah. like bigger variety of of different tricks totally. so yeah. more more is definitely more when it comes to like kendama design yeah that's yeah. it you really should like perceive the best possible level of wholeness <laughs> right right i definitely i definitely feel that because i i have the purest mentality and you know Another thing is like all the kendamas that I got back in the day, like I still have them and they're still so playable. I've never shredded anything to like to to, to fucking wood chips. And so I'm like, I feel, and you know, my wife agrees, like I don't need any more right now. And my wife yeah. agrees. <laughs> so <laughs> that that is definitely like a cap that I have, but you know. Not not a sponsored advertisement or episode, but Chrome, you know, with their fucking Black Friday sale, had some good ass deals. So I jumped on them, and I was like, you know, I I gotta fucking see. You. Finally, I, I have to own the shape for myself because I've played with them plenty at Sue Lab because he's got a bunch that you can like test out. I know what yeah. the size is, I know how it is, but I've never had one to grind a trick on or try to like open up on your own to just yeah yeah up. yeah yeah. So I got a nine year and I got a Slay Dog. And like right away, like hitting like two turn lunars, like inward as well. I'm, I'm hitting like, finally I hit three turn lunar. Hey. Like, yep. <laughs> and after, I don't know if you guys saw my Instagram that I did. Like, I, I put up a story how I understood the, the position, the catch, the, the amount of force with the nine year. And then I was like, let me see if I can do it with a 2014 Dama. And then yeah. I did it. And then I'm like, let me see if yeah, I can do it with yeah. a fucking uh, sweets mini. And yeah. I did it. Fucking three turn. <laughs> yeah. Shit. Rubber paint, but still like, you know, it was, it was yeah. the motion that I needed. And like before with the old stuff, like I wouldn't even try it. Cause I'm like, whatever. It's like, gonna like waste my time. I'm just going to get, mm. you know, pissed off because <laughs> I can't get it. I'm just like, get tired. Let me just do something that I enjoy. Mm -hmm. So that is definitely like an important thing that I, almost feel like like how i said like it, you i can go back and like i'm gonna get better even with the old shit those old shapes that i still have to shred yeah mm. yeah 
yeah, the, the new ones, they'll definitely hone you in. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. But it's, it's yep, interesting yep. to think about when you look at like, um, what was it? Slay. Oh, what the fuck were they called now? Loon, loon, slay, slay lunars, slay lunars. Slay lunars. Yeah. yeah. When they came <laughs> out with that, uh, that loon with give two big cups of the give Yeah. Who? Yeah. That and thing was gross looking, but holy shit. Cause it loon. Right. Right. It was pretty hoard out for just being a lunar dama (laughs) (laughs) but whenever you're the first to try something new that's when you get a lot of like backlash right Mm. and like i I kind of see that it was you know it happened there or or you look at mugen muso when he was fucking drilling out the base cup and nobody else was yeah and people like i don't know about this and then it's a normal thing now now it's just now they're going big Yeah, and he's probably like, fucking A, told you guys. Told you, motherfuckers. <laughs> yeah. And who, yeah, who's going to pick up the plastic tip? The, yeah, I don't know. Maybe. Yo, come on, Smith might be able with all that. Uh, what was he doing with the resin? Yeah, totally. But me, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if you want that. <laughs> but it's yeah, just the evolution, right? Right. It's interesting. Yeah. How, uh, yeah. You could be the first of the party and you bring us up the new and people can be like, yo, I don't know. It's weird. It takes yeah. a bit of time. You don't want to be the first. And like the evolution of like the Kendama itself has also been in like at the same time, like all the tricks are evolving. Right. And that's why yeah. the Kendama is evolving. And in yeah. turn, why the tricks yeah. are evolving because the yep. Kendama evolving makes different, harder tricks more possible, you know? And then like you wanting to do those harder tricks makes you want to evolve the Kendama more. So it like, it's just a cycle of, yeah. progression and that's the way it has to go right the evolution yeah, of the exactly. bead it'll, it only makes sense to just go with it and like you know at least try shit out and if it doesn't work then you just go back and it's fine you know you don't have to be like oh that doesn't count i don't know like that sticky paint like yeah sorry bud i don't know about that you know <laughs> right yeah 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 but it's it's still a strange feeling for me like i feel like like i hit that three turn lunar and i was like sweet I'm like i got i did it but I didn't feel like accomplished, like in my heart. Mm. That, that, that OG, that OG. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, you got that purist mentality. <laughs> it was like, I, but then I was super satisfied that I was able to do it because of the help of, you know, the new shape. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So, hey, and worked out. That, that would have never happened if you, if you had the mentality of, I can't go forward until I lace this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. yeah. 100%. Totally. Yeah. So stoked that I got those and, you know, opening new boxes, new, new areas of the brain in the Kendama mm-hmm. skills. Mm-hmm. And that's, it's, it's an important thing. If they ever wish to fucking try it, which, you know, everyone yeah. is probably trying. I don't know who I'm fucking talking to. Just me. <laughs> yeah. I think you were the last one to pick those up. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, it's funny, man. Even even things down to like like string length. Like for me, yes. it took a long time to get into like getting a longer string, and I still play like pretty short string compared to most people, I think. Um, but I, a lot of the stuff I do requires like a certain string length, and at a certain point, you just can't do it. So like it's like kind of what you're talking about, Albert, where like you know you push the limit until all of a sudden you've gone too far, and now you know like mm. if you go past this, then that's like too that's too much. So you have to stay within this realm kind of thing and that's also an important part of that as well is like finding the spot you know yeah definitely definitely yeah yeah with all your hand wraps and your rolls and stuff that definitely messes with me if 
I'm so used to like the amount of rotations and how much force exactly. I have to put in my hand. And then it's like, I pay one of Sue's damas and his string is like fucking like a nine finger. Mm-hmm. No way. I try to spacewalk that thing. And oh yeah. I get freaked impossible. out for a second when it's in the air. I was like, wait a second. <laughs> I love picking up my old damas every once in a while and I'll throw a, a moon circle first thing. And I'm like, Oh fuck, this thing is so fast. Quick, <laughs> it's <yeah>. so small. <laughs> it's, <just> like, <laughs> it's fun though. It's just a different kind of style. Like I like doing spacewalk tricks with the short string. It's just so fast and like, just feels so like crazy. Yeah, yeah, but then yeah. once you like, if I do a spacewalk combo or whatever, and then go all of a sudden want to do a juggle, then it's like, well, fuck. <laughs> You're going to have to fucking get that one right, like right in there the first time. Otherwise you're fucked. Right. (laughs) Yeah. But that evolution applies to string tricks as well. Like now that Mm -hmm. we have all those long ass strings, you have to bind it fucking million times and make a fucking Christmas tree out of it. And yeah, exactly. Tower and, you know. Yeah, and like, and then there's even like thickness of string is a thing too. You know, like the Adrian Esteban strings now are like thicker and like it makes it easier to like gives it weight so you can whip it around things and shit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, adding the extra bead on the bearing. Yeah, the double. Yeah, for snake bites. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, man. Oh, speaking of evolutions in kendama and stuff, what do you think, Albert, is going to be? a next like evolution to the kendama itself, like to the shape, like, what do you think foresee any, do you foresee anything that could be changed that you think would be interesting to explore? Have you thought about that at all? Uh, not really. <laughs> I honestly, I have no idea mm-hmm. what it will come comes next. I think we're pretty close to, uh, like the optimal, yeah, probably totally. get a little bit bigger still, but I think that's it. And then it's mm-hmm. just like matter of personal preference and and companies like making specific kendamas for specific place uh, play styles. Totally. And like yeah, I, I think trick. you're Maybe right. Maybe that's going to be the next thing. Yeah. But like, I I don't see it getting a lot bigger or a lot cockier or. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Well, it's already at the point where some are too sticky, right? It's like we were saying we've gone too far in a couple ways. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And if you if you watch some people's strings, they're like when they're swinging, they're they're like this. <laughs> yeah, they're yeah, and the yeah, string yeah, is fucking yeah. length of their torso, and it that the tama is about to hit floor every time they swing. Like, yeah, there's a limit in that that as well. So, honestly, I have no idea. I, yeah. I think the biggest evolution we're gonna see in kendama is gonna be on corporate level and like tricks and like um evolution of community and like mm. how how we're gonna establish kendama as a sport i see what you're saying so i i think that's the direction where where kendama is going and it's it, the the breakthroughs in in shape they're like in the past i feel like yeah yeah, we've done, we've we've moved past that kind of thing is what you're saying. I see what you mean. Yeah, honestly, I can agree with that too because it's like at some point, you know, we do have to keep the roots of kendama as much as we evolve. You can't evolve to the point where it's not a kendama anymore, right? Yep. So with like that in mind, it's like we kind of are at like a sweet spot where everything is like honed for every trick that we that is in the current meta of the game kind of thing, like. Mm makes sense and then just with all the personal preference like string length and weights and all that 
snazzy stuff. Yeah. Right. I just wonder if maybe it would go to uh, similar to skateboarding where you could buy the complete or you could buy all the parts separate and you could really specify things to your liking. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. we were talking about Miric. Like, Miric was the first one to do that with the Frankendama stuff that he yeah, was doing. He had a website that was, he just put, like, just exactly that. Like, everything from, like, Ozora to Chrome to, like, Terra, whatever stuff he had in stock. And you could switch and match and match everything, and he would put it together yep. for you. Yep. That was brilliant, but nobody used that. Exactly. Yeah. That, that was, it's like before his time, kind of, you know, it's almost yeah. too soon and that, with it. That's also whenever somebody on, on FKC is, is calling that opportunity, like why, why couldn't companies do that now? I'm like yeah. smiling a little bit and being like, you know how much work that is dude. Yeah. To, to like scale everything, break every setup down and like, uh, submit the website yeah and like it's so yeah, much not work only that but then have to like build it again once somebody buys it right yeah exactly and once yeah. again you have to like update the website and uh-huh. mark that this tama is gone and this whatever exactly. is gone and there's also the 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 fact that you can't mix and match sarados and swords because of the thickness of the of the sword is different it, so exactly we would have to have some kind of like a piece of plastic or or whatever uh like so, molding material oh, like that you could adjust the yeah, yeah. like oh, make man, every Serato sit on a sword. If if that doesn't happen, then I don't see that happening. Mm-hmm. But that's Kendama. also right, such yeah. an integral part of the kendama. Like if if that is loose at all, then it's no fucking good. Right. right. So yeah. If yeah. you were to have like something that fit between those, it would have to be good. Mm. And also, like if you if you think about skateboarding trucks, for example, like how many, how many, how often do you buy new pair of trucks? I mean, those things yeah, last forever. Yeah. Not so super often at all. in Kendama, you don't have that kind of part. So like how much money you want to put on your, the most honed setup, mm. if, if you're still going to just fuck it up in two weeks. Yeah. Yeah, 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 totally. Yeah. So maybe it is just better to be a kind of disposable in a way. Yeah. And you just take that way. risk of yeah, yeah of not knowing like the wood's going to be sarado heavy or sword heavy. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, and I mean that's like a reality of having something made out of wood. You know, is that wood is never fully consistent. Like even something like maple yeah. that is one of the more consistent ones out there still fluctuates yeah. quite a lot. You know that, and that's why yeah. you get two of the same shape, like of the same wood. Maybe even of the same tree, like same piece of wood, mm. and one of them will be like yeah. sixty yeah. grams, the other one will be ninety right yeah and that's like kind of what makes kendamas like cool and gives each individual one personality you know because it's like there can be like like if i drop a pro model and it's like oh i got one and then like i open five of them you know i'm gonna find a couple of them that are kind of like oh this one's like whatever kind of thing it's pretty good but i'm gonna get one or two that is like fucking honed and like solid and i'm gonna be like just like pick it up and you can feel it and be like this one's fucking solid yeah, like that's good. Like, like for example, I I got a couple kendamas recently when I went to the Cafe Kendama uh, event, the Brew Battle, in Calgary, and uh, I got a couple of the ones I got were a George Marshall mod and a Lyndon Whalen mod, and uh, those two specifically were ones. As soon as I opened it and felt it, I was like, oh, this is a solid piece of maple. Like, this is this is yeah. a nice dama. This is sick. <laughs> and like, not only is it a good design, of course, you know, they're both really dope damas, but like. Right when you feel it, you just know. You can just tell it's going to be a good one, kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah, 
But I, I, I feel like the factory can improve in that as well and like narrow down the possibility of getting a bad one mm, like yeah. by optimizing their process. And that's like, you know, when you're ordering something from China, it's all mass produced. They're trying to make it as cheap as possible so that any extra work like that that they have to put in is going to charge more kind of thing, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely, definitely. Yeah, because that is like kind of a lot of work to like pick out a piece of wood. And that's something that like, you know, I can do that when I'm hand turning kendamas because I have mm. like that's part of the process, right? Is I'm grabbing each piece of wood and I have to make sure it's not going to explode when I put it on the lathe. So I have to at least look yeah. at it. You know, yeah. make sure there's no cracks in it, stuff like that. Um, but it's also in, why it's like 200 bucks. Yeah. The lot, yeah. I mean, in a mass and production setting, time. you know, they're they're just literally grabbing billets and just fucking hucking them on the machine. <laughs> like, just literally, man. If you if you see them, like, yeah, he's yeah. got a cigarette hanging out of his mouth, just fucking hucking it in there. Like, <laughs> next one. Kendama's <laughs> <laughs> coming out from the other end. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing but kendamas and cigarette smoke coming out the other end. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh man, making all the people who are like collecting these shits cry. Like, oh man, they don't treat these things like babies all the time. And then reality's <laughs> a bitch. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, the 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 Hondrui advertisement that's fucking running on KWC stream is a lie. <laughs> it's not like that. <laughs> right. well, I mean, I'm sure they put in a little bit of love for sure. But you know. yeah, yeah, yeah. Just kidding. Hola, <laughs> you, you guys are re- doing good work and you're really good at your job. Yeah, I mean, yeah. factory made kendamas have gone so much better, like from the early days. Oh, dude, yeah, yeah. that's another thing. You know, we're talking about evolution of like the sport and the toy as a whole, like the machines and the factories that they use to make them has also evolved with us, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah like exactly. their precision and their ability to do things. Yes, yes. They're learning as well. Exactly. And I feel like with, their process, like I said. Yeah. And like with every new pro model that comes out, like the fact is we're all using the same factory at this point. So like with yeah, every person that, that uh, yeah. puts something new out, everybody's trying to push it a little bit more, a little bit here, a little bit there, you know, things like that. Yeah. So every time like you push the boundary there, it's the same thing as like pushing the boundary on tricks. It's evolving with us. It's, mm. it's interesting. Mm. This is, this is turning into the evolution episode. Evolution episode. <laughs> I like it. Dude. I like it. My favorite topic. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's continue on with the evolution and talk about the evolution of events and I guess the world. Uh, everything went online for these major Kentama events. Uh, a lot of things around the world. Again, just, everyone's just turning online. There's people having fucking concerts all online. Uh People are working online. There's Kendama events online. Let's talk about Jockbert Nako online versus Catch and Flow online. You won. Congrats on. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Nako freestyle. Oh, perfect score. Nonetheless, score. Yeah. No, that was intense. How did you feel about the whole thing when you first heard about it? Were you stoked that? you were able to just send in like it wasn't live at all you're like oh sweet i could just record and send in my two takes and that's it mm. was that something uh, that you were mm. like very like you know thinking you 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 thought highly of it or did you think you know you at that time you've been to catch and flow you've been to uh plenty of freestyle events in europe 
Yeah. You feel um, like it was a step forward, a step back, where you're like, well, whatever, I'll try. Maybe, maybe all of those at the same time. I mean, <laughs> I, I I was really excited for the fact that it was the first opportunity to to freestyle. Yeah. <laughs> Even though it was a submission contest, but like, uh, they they really took a risk in like having freestyle division at all. Like, mm-hmm. totally. That, that was basically the the first opportunity for freestylers to to show their tricks this year. So for that, I was really stoked. I was also um, I I realized that that this is my realm, <laughs> like. Yeah. I can do whatever and I can do it many times and, and I can try again as long as I'm happy. So like, I mean, the format really, uh, served me in that sense. Totally. It was also surprisingly hard to make a, a one minute or like two one minute clips full of relevancy. And, and like, I wanted to go really concept centric because I knew that, that, it's on video, people will be able to watch it again and again and again. So mm-hmm. like, I, I knew that I, I have to like pack as much stuff as possible into those lines. And it, it was surprisingly hard. I, I've, I had messed around with the idea before of like um, filming one minute Instagram clips, for example, or one one of the dreams that I have would be make like an one shot edit when, where, where I would like um, start from my home and start just walking to some place and just do all the tricks first try and in one shot. And then uh, the, the edit would like end on top of the hill or somewhere. Yeah. yeah nice, that's pretty, as you know, so like it, it was definitely interesting. And I, I was surprised um, of the fact how, of how hard it was to like get one minute done. <laughs> Did yeah. you spend a long time, a lot of takes, perfecting it, getting it down? Um, uh, yes and no. I mean, I, I filmed maybe 14 hours, well, but after those 14 hours, my, my phone was full of one minute clips. So like, <laughs> it depends on how how you look at it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I did spend a lot of time to the process, but I had a ton of content like after right. that time. And yeah. I, I was able to pick the, the best ones up. Yeah, yeah. But would you like say, example, you were starting the line and like 20 minutes in, you missed one spike. Were you like, okay, just reset? Yeah, that's yeah. Kendama for you. Yeah, that's, yeah. That's what we do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> reset and try again. Yeah. Because I definitely, yeah, exactly. I think if you had uh, plenty of time before the deadline to submit the video, then you'd feel, you know, pretty safe. But maybe, you know, I did, I did see a few people who submitted entries like Rod, you too, like not talking any smack, but just saying like, you know, sometimes <laughs> it's just like, whatever, just let the, let it, let it flow and yeah. let it continue. If you missed it, whatever, don't, don't worry about it. Uh, and I'm yeah. sure there are some people who are like, all right, no, fuck, like do it again. Mm-hmm. Well, it was hard too, because like, this is a new format that nobody had ever seen before. So like the bar hadn't been set yet as to like how good your run has to be. Right. And it only makes sense that it should be a perfect run. Like, of course that's, I think what everybody wanted to do, but like you're saying, Albert, like it's pretty hard to get a 
a one minute clip, never mind two of like no yep. misses and like all like, you know, good tricks and shit like that. Yeah. Like, yeah, I put in a lot of work yeah. into mine too. And it's like, that shit was hard. And I still had some misses in mine because I was allowing myself like, okay, I missed this once you miss it once you just move on to the next trick. And that's, you know, like my, yep. my, yep mentality was that i would do a trick that i had in mind and then after that freestyle for a bit kind of thing yeah so like sometimes i'd hit the trick and then i'd freestyle and then in the freestyle i'd fuck up the first part and then continue to do good shit so i like kept it kind of thing yeah yeah yeah, yeah. but yeah but like i said now now the bar is set pretty fucking high <laughs> so, yeah dude full <laughs> marks perfect score on the mm-hmm. last one uh, it was also fun that, you know, you again, showed more of your personality by throwing in the metal in that first. Oh part. yeah. But ba- basically, um, if, if you watch those submissions again, you see that, that they are all on beat, like every single trick. So like, yeah. that's, that's just the natural tempo of the play. And, and like, that's, that's the reason why I picked up those, those songs for the submissions because they are on beat that's yeah did you have those songs (laughs) in mind when you were recording or no 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 but okay we we all have our natural tempo and then if if you just go through million songs you're gonna find the one that has the same tempo yeah Mm -hmm. and it works yeah but i i do jam to the metal like i had this dama dama heart playlist on spotify that has like metal songs with with a half a tempo part in the middle which is like perfect to nail spikes to <laughs> <laughs> nice hammer down spikes down yeah. spikeage i don't know it just felt so fitting for that so i i, I just picked it up yeah mm-hmm. but like of course it wasn't freestyling like in a in a sense of what how how we consider freestyling yeah. totally like right now three two one enjoy fall in love to the game and freestyle show right. your best effort yeah type of thing. so it wasn't that but like i don't know it was still a nice process and i i i feel like i was a better kendama player after yeah. those 14 hours than i was before so right yeah yeah. You, totally. yeah you still pulled off those tricks you know mm-hmm. yeah it's more of like a, rather than a freestyle it's more of like a performance yeah exactly yeah it's like locking down like a minute of movement to like show showcase your version of freestyle kendama kind of thing Mm. yep yep and which is interesting because that's something that like a lot of like juggling and stuff is based on is they do more of a performance aspect it's not like they don't have set tricks in like an open style competition like kendama does Mm. so and that's something i've always enjoyed with kendama and i think it's a very fun part that we've kind of overlooked almost you know is like just the fun like performance like sure choreographed like whatever but like like zuma donkey for example you know mm. it's always yeah, just exactly. like exciting and cool and it's like a different way to approach it i don't know that's something yep. i want to see more of in kendama for sure yeah bringing up zuma donkey i know easy every once in a while he does have those like one minute easy clips that yeah he he, that's like such a thing that he does for sure yeah yeah yeah, I that's for like a long time. Right, right, right. Because yeah, if anyone tries it, yeah, you'll realize that it is not easy, dude. Yeah, and like speaking of like of EG, like I don't think anybody works as hard at kendama as EG. Yeah, like 
like that guy grinds. It's insane. Like those one minute clips, I've seen him just grind until he's just covered in sweat. He'll go all night, like till yeah. like five a.m. Yeah, yeah. kind of thing. It's it's inspiring. <laughs> it's yeah. great. But there there are other people as well who I'd love to to see freestyling in like performance division. Like for example, uh, Rob Henman from from UK. He would oh, yeah. probably use like two kendamas and three tamas or whatever and. Yeah, I don't know if you guys see what what uh, what was the name of the Japanese dude that's that's going ham on uh, juggling with three Thomas and two Kens and uh, Michi. Doing, yeah, oh, Michi. Yeah. One. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I, I I think we need a division for that kind of stuff. Yeah, just like an open it's style. Like, like it doesn't matter how you approach it, but it's kendama. You know. Yeah. Exactly. Can, yeah, kendama performance. I I think yeah. it's a really good way to put it so like if yeah. you want to use a mini go for it if you want to use a fucking six foot tall exactly. kendama exactly. If, you, if you want to use four kendamas like whatever you got kind of thing yeah yeah, yeah. Just like be creative and make it happen i think that's yeah i think that's cool and like like i said like if you look at the juggling world there's a lot of stuff like that and that's like how they like put people in ranks and stuff with the ija the international juggling association uh, mm. They they have like a competition, like performance competition kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. I think that would be a really cool thing to bring to Kendama. I think yeah, a yeah, lot definitely. of pe- people would uh, get in on it. I think. I know the JKA has something similar to that. They don't have like a freestyle competition, but it like kind of is. It's like a performance competition. Yeah. Well, yeah, because the oh, JKA, you mean JKA freestyle is weird. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. It's it's set a routine to a certain. It's choreographed. It's like it's like fucking ice skating type shit they yeah, can bring totally. out yeah, yeah, multiple yeah. different kendamas at a time to perform a certain trick with the uh-huh. music and stuff yeah yeah it's yeah. interesting and yeah something and it's also be- three minutes freestyle yeah right, having right. jka festa three minutes of freestyling that it's it's such a long time That's to freestyle. Long. yeah <laughs> so long yeah yeah. The one thing about the JKA freestyle stuff that I always thought was funny was that uh, they call it freestyle, but they also want you to write down a list of what tricks you're going to do. Yeah, and give I, it to the judges I, beforehand. Like a fuck, like you're saying, like an ice skating competition or something, like figure skating right, or something. Right, so they know exactly what trick you're going to do right and now. And what yeah, it's very next. funny. You missed that one. Yeah, and it's like, well, that's not freestyle though. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> you know, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. In their, in their mindset, it totally is though, right? Because it's yeah, like exactly. their, yeah, their just... normal rigmarole of having the competition. And it's like, okay, do this. Hold lighthouse. Three seconds. Bird. Three seconds. Fucking. Totally. So then that yeah. is, it's like, okay, you can do the tricks that we have listed in your own order. And that's what makes it freestyle. That's KWC finals, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That's yeah, all that's that what it is. Yeah. So Even though you get to decide the tricks by yourself. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you still only get to pull from this bag of tricks <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> uh, so let's let's hook back so okay that was nako how about catch and flow you were a seated player albert uh, yeah now, if, you, if for people who weren't seated they had to submit a video right but then yeah. if you went to yeah. the finals then you went live mm-hmm. for it yeah and, or the or the semi semi-finals were live as well yes, yes. after the video prelims yeah I think that was great, and I'm grateful for for the fact that that was the first actual chance for freestylers to to compete this year. I I was about it, 
And I think it was su surprisingly smooth. That went so well. And, and I, I felt like a lot of players benefit from, from being in their comfort zone. Yeah. Like, for example, if you watch the finals, everybody were fucking destroying it. And yeah, yeah. I, I think not the less because they were able to perform from their living rooms. Right, right. Or their like jam spots. So like I, I really like that. And also that like um whenever I'm in Japan uh and it's my time to compete, to to go up on stage and compete, I wish that I could teleport to my living room <laughs> and like do the run and then teleport back. Yeah. So like now I got to be at home or actually I, I was at the friend's place, but whatever. And and like condition well, I didn't have hangover, which many times in Japan you do. And like, yeah, you didn't have jet no, lag. no jet lag. You got right, to right. fucking sleep well and eat salad and stretch and condition for, for like one week before and like yeah. have the lighting that you want. And yeah, I was about that, even though we were not able to hang out in Tokyo together, which right. is a bummer, of course. But mm -hmm. like, yeah, I, I, I really like that. But like, there's definitely still, uh, I think, definitely for the audience, and depending on the player, a lot of energy that goes into uh, an actual live performance on stage. Like, do you like? Do you did you like this new style of being live online in your safe zone compared to on, on stage, stage with people screaming and throwing beer? <laughs> Obviously, on stage. With people throwing beer, <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. it's it, 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 it's really hard to like um, read the the rhythm of the performance when there is no audience to reflect, yeah, feedback and interact yeah, yeah, with. Yeah, totally, right. but like you, you don't know which part to rest in. For example, if you lay something, um, you get the response from the from the from the audience, and you like intuitively you know that this is the part when I need to chill out and and yeah. like. Yeah, show the audience and to acknowledge yeah, right? yeah we got it and then go to another one so i feel like it's way easier to like rhythm your performance with the audience because mm -hmm. you get the, the feedback back and forth but like i don't know they they both have their their like sides but of right. course i would prefer like hanging out with homies in tokyo and go for <laughs> adventures and like there's no the, touch the, in that <laughs> the post event depression was really, really real after this year's catch and flow because you just fucking turn off your computer and you're alone. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, go yeah. home. And I was like, okay. And like, if, if we were in Japan all together, it would have been like that. Right, know? right. Yeah. We it's would true. have get out with the boys and went out. And yeah. The only thing we have is the computer screen. The, we had the green room going. That was good. I, I had a good, perfect catch and flow night, actually. You know, the whole kind of ritual with catch and flow is that you, we usually go out afterwards and go to the club and we're, we don't go to fucking home until like 7 a.m. Yeah. the next day kind yeah. of thing. Well, I was in the green room until 7 a.m. after catch and flow. So I, I still had yeah. oh, shit. I kept the tradition alive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. nice. so I had to wake up at 4 a.m. to compete. And yeah. The time yeah. it stopped, it was like 10 in the morning. So That's true. <laughs> I just took the morning bus to home. <laughs> what an anti-climax. Yeah. <laughs> I, I really like the fact that, that 
I was able to to condition for the comp. Like actually, like grind with with Aku for a week. We played kendama every day. I went there every single evening. We would play kendama together nice. and and like get used to the space and and like try to set up which, which didn't even work when it was time to to perform. Like the, <laughs> like the quality of the stream was so bad, and I I basically just heard Max's voice on my my ear when he was like commenting on that run and he was like no oh my god the quality is so bad shit <laughs> please zoom could you please keep up and i was like dude i can hear that this is not the optimal background noise for my freestyle uh, <laughs> right right right, right. <laughs> that was yeah that was one thing i was curious about when uh, i was watching the catch and flows it was happening right like you guys were listening to them okay like listening three two one okay go but then, yeah. yeah yeah they were they were commenting the whole time it's so, so it's like it's fucking little devil yeah. and angel on your shoulders just fucking whispering <laughs> in your ears the whole time i mean yeah, exactly that, exactly that holds true to the stage style though too right because mc's always there talking and stuff like i the first thing i thought of when you said that was uh jake fisher at catch and flow in 2019 when uh max when he had his back to the crowd because he was trying to face the judges yeah Oh, and yeah. Max was telling him, turn around, dude, do it for the crowd. Like, turn yeah, around. Yeah. yeah. And, and, he, and he was well, just yeah. like, dude, I'm in the zone. Like, don't fucking talk to me. I'm trying yeah. to fucking do this trick. Like, I don't yeah, care about yeah. the crowd. The judges are right there. <laughs> right, right, right. Doing it for the yeah. judges. They, so it counts. Mm -hmm. So that, that's something. I, that would, I, I wish fish this year. Yeah, right? Yeah. No, no, no fish sighting randomly while you're just like doing your thing. You just get a drunk fish run up like, hey, guys, what's up? And you're like, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> whoa. <laughs> <laughs> what up, fish? What are you doing? <laughs> but yeah, definitely. It, it, was, it, was, it was an interesting one. There's a lot of people talking about the online. Like, did it really count? Like, are they mm. really huh. the champ? Like, do you actually hold the title? Because there's so much of it that was different mostly yeah. mostly the stress of being on stage happening now mm. pressure mm -hmm. i feel like there's still the pressure of of lacing your tricks now it's different than grinding yeah. a trick down to oh, like yeah. do it now you your your shit has to be really stage ergonomic and you you're gonna have to be an amazing kendama player if you're about to like lace your shit in 45 seconds when somebody says three, two, one, lace it now, please. Yeah. Yeah. So the performance yeah. aspect is N still Nothing strong. is going to change that fact. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. It's just like, a, it's just a different format, right? Like it's the yeah. same things. It's just a different way to approach it. And like, mm. I don't think that the two are the same. So like you could say like, right, this doesn't right, right. count because of that or whatever, but it does count in reality, you know, like, Takuya is the world champion right now. Even if he is the online world champion, he's still yeah. the world champion. I, I, I don't think anybody can question that after taking catch up and world cup. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And like, yeah. If you don't think that counts, fucking fine. It's, it, it is subjective and you get to decide what you count. But yeah. like... The skill is there. You can't deny that. No, 100%. Yeah. yeah. And like, yeah, yeah, like he, and it, he did it counts do, for you if you want it to count for you and it doesn't, mm -hmm. if it doesn't, like who yeah, the fuck and, cares? And like, really like, yeah, it, it is different. You don't have like the stage pressure and shit, but that being said, everybody is on that level. Everybody gets to choose yeah. where they want to do it. It does not like just right. Takuya was there, you know, it was like mm. everybody gets that same thing. So you are all in mm. the same boat. It's not like it's an unfair competition. 
Yeah, yeah, it's just yeah. a different format kind of thing. Like I said before, I, I, I feel like players played better this year than last year, for example, when a lot of like hard hitters didn't even qualify because yeah. they just crumbled on stage. Mm-hmm. So, but, but now everybody played so well and the, the finals were fucking heated and people laced incredible stuff yeah. Yeah. on cam. So like, yeah. And gave the opportunity for a lot of people who wouldn't be able to travel all the way to Japan. Exactly. Yeah. 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 That as well. That as well. Right. And then there was a different type of stress, like for you, Albert, having to wake up so early. A lot of the European <laughs> yeah. guys. Yeah. Yeah. I I turned my rhythm to be opposite. We were like staying up super late every day during that week. And then I realized that that the comp, even though the stream starts at 1 a.m., the comp wouldn't start until six in the morning. And then like <laughs> day before we were like fuck we need to get up uh get to bed like 8 p.m today to like be able to wake up at four and then we gotta get honed like yeah it feels so weird to to wake up in the middle of the night and get honed yeah yeah well it's funny because you were saying that this year there's no jet lag and shit but and there kind of is a little yeah i i fucked it up so i had it but like yeah like on, on paper you wouldn't have that yeah. <laughs> um, what do you think, Albert, going forward, um, whether this COVID shit disappears tomorrow or whatever, do you think that this online format has a place within the community and it should stay a thing? Wow. That's an interesting question. I, I have not thought about that at all. <laughs> but yeah, maybe, maybe. Why not? Mm-hmm. I mean... I, I could totally see Swedes throwing. I mean, they're already like super active on that yeah. online thing and Twitch streams and all that. So why not? Yeah, totally. Yeah. I mean, of course, those events are way more accessible for for people in different continents and people from poor countries who are not able to travel and pay fucking sixty euro fee for entering catch up exactly. or whatever yeah, yeah. and like mm-hmm. staying in hotel in Japan or whatever. So yeah. Why not? Yeah, yeah, totally. Not not to this extent, of course. I yeah. Mean. But this has all been a learning curve for everyone as well, too. Like we were saying, right? It's all new. We're all trying to figure out where this fits, like what we can do with it, can't do with it. Um, yep, I think it, the way I kind of see it is I think that the way it's been, like the online stuff mixed with the old edit competitions is kind of like a good way to do all of this online stuff. Mm. Um, and... I think the best way to do it would be to do this kind of thing, but do it during an event. So like, for example, if it was NACO, you would like have all like the pre-recorded freestyles and shit or whatever thrown up on the screen at NACO. So it's like in a, like a part of NACO, but even though it's the online part of it, you know what I mean? So if everybody's there at the yeah, event, yeah. you can still see all the videos or maybe even have that as a prerequisite to get into freestyle, you know, like that's how they do the preliminaries rather than having, 200 people get on stage and do it. You submit a video first or something like that. I don't know. Depends mm, on how yep. people want to approach it and stuff, but there's a lot of possibilities within it. I think. Yep. Definitely something to think about. So is, are you going to try and get an online super stoker going or why that doesn't really work? Does it? <laughs> oh, <laughs> that will not work. Right. But like <laughs> Super stoker will happen next year. No matter what. Like, Oh shit. The the worst thing that could happen is that I'm there with my best friend 
in a really good environment, playing fucking drums and guitar and and going to sauna every evening and having barbecue. That's the worst thing that could happen. (laughs) And that I lost like fucking 200 euros. So yeah, Super Stoker will definitely happen next year. But not online, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I, I feel like that would require a different kind of material of people to set yeah. it up. Yeah. That's not me. I, I'm, I'm here like, oh, editing my Instagram clips is too difficult. I can't use this fucking smartphone. Yeah. <laughs> so like, no, no online super stokers for me. I, feel, I can respect that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It would definitely take away from the essence of it, the spirit of it. Shit, they're... Okay, I, dude. I mean, I had a few other questions. Roddy... Yeah, give her. Yeah, I was, what you got? The you're a big hitter, Albert, in the freestyle world. And I remember when you were what invited to MKO. What was that? MKO? Yeah, the first time you were yeah. you were yeah yeah invited player sweets yeah had you come over and I now even like looking back whenever sweets is judging the freestyle and you're there like. I always love seeing how blown away he is all the time when he watches. He's totally <laughs> yeah. a fan. Love that shit. But yeah, when you freestyle, yeah. When you freestyle, the question is: Is there anything that you're afraid of when you're freestyling? Be it like a specific competitor or a type of trick that someone is good at that you feel like oh, I'm lacking or afraid of judges, audience. I mean, of course, I'm afraid of public. Uh, humiliation. Yeah. <laughs> but Everybody, like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Other than that, not really. I'm, I'm kind of a competitive persona, and I, I, like my goal when I'm freestyling is to get to do as many runs that I can, so that I can show people as much of my tricks that I can. I don't know if I'm afraid of that, but it's, it's really frustrating if you. If you're saving a bag of tricks and then you don't get to show them to people. Totally. But like other than that, not not really. The social uh public humiliation is the worst. <laughs> <laughs> Just bombing on stage, yeah. Yeah, that's like freezing in there. That's for sure. Being not being able to land anything. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I feel like we've all been there at least once. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. It's uh yeah. It happens. It's like a rite of passage. <laughs> but it, it's it's part of the game as well to get your up there yeah. exposed. Yeah, Kinama is difficult. Right. No matter how honed sure. you are. Yep, yep. But that's one thing to be able to like navigate between having a really con uh, concept centric run and make it uh, stage ergonomic enough to to make it possible on stage yeah you 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 could have like a um really strong concept and then for freestyle you have to make like an easier version of that trick that would have the same impact but it would still at the same time be easy enough for you to lace yeah so that totally yeah when i went back and watched your um naco entries they see they looked looked easy you know <laughs> yes, they at, are easy now 
Right. I, I can do that. <laughs> After the 14 hours. Because, like, you know, <laughs> scrolling through the, your Instagram, it's all just, like, Kendama clips. And they're all very uh, within the same realm. Like you said, you have, you've definitely found your style and have honed it. I remember, I think just this past week, you you posted, you're like, hey, I re- did this clip like in 2014. Am I doing the same shit? Like, <laughs> editably? <laughs> yeah, that, was, that was actually the second Instagram clip I ever, ever had on my feed. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I was looking at that earlier, actually. That's funny. Yes. Right. And, and it was yeah. literally the same shit that I posted that week, but like more <laughs> evolved version. So I was like, <laughs> okay. Am I like still doing it or, or what, what's going on? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How do you feel? Do you feel like you're getting like, you're almost, you know, you've maxed out the box. You've, you feel like there's more room uh, for, uh, for evolution or do you think you're going to like look for a, a new type of inspiration? I mean, of course you can always take the, the old concepts further. And being creative is all about taking something old and like phrasing and and articulating it on a new way. Mm-hmm. So like, I I don't I don't believe it's possible. Like after three years, after grinding those tricks for 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 six years, I mean, I it, it's not possible to fully reinvent yourself. But it's all gonna be built upon the funda- foundation that's there. Of course, it would be super, super rowdy to like come up with completely new, new uh, mechanics in in Kendama, yeah, yeah. just like Ben yeah. Herald, and just start a new wave of, of <laughs> that starts like evolving independently to its direction. But I, I, I don't know if you even have to like determine it like that. Like, just do nice tricks. And that's yeah. all there is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you feel you're happy with yourself, like looking at those tricks and being like, you know, I just do tricks that make me happy. And if they're the same or similar, then that's fine. You can all, because I know there's probably a few people, Kendama players who are like, I need to, I need to get to that next fucking extra, two extra taps on that shit. I need to get to the 48. I need <laughs> yeah. to fucking big cup. 40 42 what is that akimoto at now like 42 oh yeah he is at 42 now yeah yeah one more big bring me another (laughs) (laughs) i mean the way i said it like i am i still doing the same things that 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 was ironical because you know as a kendama player you can go watch that clip and watch the latest clip that i was referring it to they're not the same like they are completely from different realms in difficulty, for example, and and like it's it's evolution. You can you can go on forever if you just if you just spend enough time with kendama and with those tricks. They will evolve into something new. It will happen. It's it's not even up to you. You don't even have to do it, but it it will it's happen by itself. It will. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Because fucking nature tends to drive towards bigger complexity yeah it just makes sense you know the longer the more times you do a big cup the more you're going to figure out different ways to do a big cup Mm, exactly exactly and and you uh when when it's not anymore like 
surviving the big cups. Like, oh, I just got it there. You're gonna uh, like find ways to phrase it. Now I got it there with style. Exactly. And I I made it look like this, but it was just a big cup. Yeah. Exactly. So like, I I feel like like that's a mentality that I I many times have that I don't want to survive the tricks that I do, but I want to phrase them. I want mm. to do something with the tricks and that, that combo is the trick. Yeah. So like in the independent tricks don't matter. They are, they have like instrumental value for creating a shape that I want to create. Yeah. I can tell that it's very strong. Even just by going and recalling the, uh, the judges at the, uh, the NACO online after your final run, everyone was praising your, transition the different way that you would transition into things that was very different from what they've seen and that's mm -hmm. something that really stood out it's like yeah you like once you see your clips it's like okay you you kind of understand your style but still you like it's like fucking potato chips like you watch it and then you're like okay awesome this is good you're like damn this is still fucking good and then maybe you get one <laughs> that has a little more of the seasoning on the chip and you're like, oh, that was a fucking banger. <laughs> yeah. And it like takes you back a bit. And it's just like, wow. And then you look at it in a hole and like, damn. That fucking bag of chip blew my mind. <laughs> you know? And I think that is like, like, yeah, that's what they, they said. And just how you're saying it, you know, the phrasing different ways, the transitions, there's, there's stuff that there's small things that people can look at and yep. make it yep. style it their own way. And, yeah. somebody else will look at it and be exactly. like oh shit exactly. I didn't even think about that yeah yeah that's a that's a great mentality to have towards like just showing kendama in and in, in general honestly is that i don't want to survive the trick i want to like do something with it i think that's really cool yeah 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 because yeah, yeah. it's not just like okay here we go i'm gonna huck and pray like hope this sits here right <laughs> you know it's like no yeah, i can yeah. do this i want to make it look good you know it's yeah exactly yeah. i mean there there are endless way of ways of enjoying kendama and you can be trick shotter if you want to you can you can film that one trick shot that you're gonna survive one time for fucking half a year or whatever but it's it's all about how you want to enjoy kendama for example totally. watch any anything jake weens does he he will always make the phrasing on point and yeah. he would make sure that the same rhythm uh continues throughout the the whole combo that that he's totally. doing he's actually like doing a line with his tricks and not just like surviving a yeah, bunch of tricks yeah, yeah totally yeah it's like composing a piece of art rather than exactly. like just throwing a bunch of shit together exactly exactly yeah Woo! And also, also like many, many times people want to see slow motions of, uh, of the combo, for example. And I think it's, I think it's mindless to, to recognize the small component inside the combo, but you should, you should see it as a, as a form shape. Yeah. The, the combo, okay, if that good. makes yeah. sense. So that, so, so even if there's, uh, like a really, really technical, difficult, uh with let's say mm -hmm. inside the combo it doesn't matter and it's relative to to like slow-mo that because it has instrumental value even though it's it's difficult as it is mm. if that makes sense yeah, yeah no, it's, totally. hard to, like, it's like you, i hate people well, i don't hate people 
I hate people. people. Let's go. (laughs) (laughs) How people people will put shit on like like their music on shuffle. And the shit's just flying around through different albums, different types of bands and stuff. Like I feel you so hard right now. A band (laughs) works so hard, at least most of the times they do, to create a fucking album that Yeah, like a concept that is an experience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And hopefully that you will sit through that experience and enjoy mm-hmm. all of it as a whole instead of just grabbing the fucking popular song. But yeah. on the other can, side, can, of I, that, can I take this song number three and put it like half a speed so that I could like, <laughs> yeah. really figure out what's going in there? Like, fuck that shit. <laughs> yeah. I mean, th- that, that kind of shit has value when you're like learning something, right? For example, if there's yeah, like, yeah. a oh, guitar yeah. solo, 100%. You hear it, you know, then it's the same thing. Like, if you're trying to learn how the fuck Jock Pert does this crazy yeah. fucking whip thing, then, you know, a little slow mo never hurt anybody figure something out. But I really appreciate yep. what you're saying, too, where like this is the speed it's at because this is how it happens. Like, yeah. if yeah, you change exactly. it, then it's a different thing. Mm. Just got to add a disclaimer to those slow-mos on the bottom, just like for educational purposes only. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Um, But what I was going to say about the album thing you were saying, MJ, is on the flip side of that. Yeah. um, So like, I'm, I'm, I agree with you on that. There's a lot of albums that are like concepts, like you want, you want to listen to it from front to back. And like, there is some that I don't like to listen to out of order for sure. However, once you've heard so many albums all so many times and you're just looking for that, general vibe kind of thing and you just yeah, like yeah. have all of these pieces that you know you want to put together and to make what you're trying to feel right now kind of thing and like that's why you make like a, a playlist or something you know i think that's also pretty viable and it doesn't make it any like you're not taking anything less from the album because you've already experienced it yeah yeah you know what i mean so you, know, you know what that album feels like kind of thing and you're trying to like use pieces of that like essentially as an influence to make your own piece kind of thing you know? right right, right. Yeah. kind of like taking different people's kinematics and like using them all to influence yourself and then making your own kind of style with it a little yeah. bit yeah it's not quite that but yeah you, you see what i'm getting at yeah yeah no totally yeah. totally you yeah. studied it that, you've that's... gotten it down and then mm-hmm. yeah you throw it in a mix or something because you know this is what you want at this certain time exactly yeah that's yeah. also how fractal universe works you can you can take one song or you can take the full album and see how it's the same in yeah. like different scale yeah because yeah. in the in the song you also have to have the same construction of of like different parts and different vibes just like in an album it's just in different scale mm-hmm. fractality Evolution. <laughs> <laughs> evolution. <laughs> Fucking hell. Yeah, this is the evolution episode. Evolution four, five. Damn, Albert, thanks for hanging out with us for such a long time. We yeah. are going to move over and thank all of our people on Patreon who uh, support me. Thank you guys so much. Uh, it's fucking awesome to see a bunch of new people jumping on. And one of the perks is that you get to ask our guests a question, locked-in question. And here are some awesome questions from awesome people. To you, Albert, first one from Adrian Esteban. He's got, first thing I got to say is, Albert, you're one of my favorite players, and your style is forever inspiring to me! Exclamation point. Same back at you, Adrian. Here are the questions. 
what are some of your favorite tricks that you've done and what's your favorite to do? Dude, that's impossible to, to say. <laughs> like every, every, time, every time you make a kendama trick, it's a, it's a piece of art that happens in time and you can't remove that trick from that moment. So like perfect trick happens in perfect spot in a perfect moment. Like once, yeah. <laughs> and and th those, those tricks that happened in, in those perfect moments in perfect time are my yeah. favorite tricks. But I, I can't say any, it, dep it depends on the, on the time and, you know, occasion. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's impossible okay. to pick. So how about what's like, a cool way to look at it? How about what's your favorite to do? Favorite trick that you like to do? That also depends. In the, in the mornings, I like to do stalls a lot. Sometimes I, I like to like get into techie shit a lot and like practice invert, invert lunars and, and like juggles to aeroplane and caution tap aeroplanes and down spike fast hands. And sometimes I, I just love to feel the motion and I don't give a shit of what I, what I lace and just <laughs> let my, my hands do whatever they want. Then I'll be just behind my eyes observing. Mm. Autopilot. It's it's it's, it's all yeah. Autopilot. It's it's really hard to like. It it it's such a wide sport that it's impossible for me to pick up my my favorite trick. But if if I'd have to do that, I would probably just say Dolly Lighthouse. <laughs> there is something so satisfactional to get a freshie and land your first lighthouse and and maybe trade spike and mm. hear it click and yeah. Hell yeah. I don't know. <laughs> nice. Good shit. Good, good shit. It's a good answer. He's got a second question, or I guess kind of third. What inspires your trick creation the most? Um. So from the beginning, I've I've known what kind of tricks I enjoyed watching, and of course, I started doing those kind of tricks. Um. Um, um, Daniel Robinson has definitely been one of the main influencers. I, I watch his string tricks edit millions of times on slow-mo <laughs> and I tried to uh, like replicate what I saw and I couldn't so it, it became something different. And also it's just like spending time with the toy as much as possible and the tricks will come. So I don't know. Of, of course other skill toys as well because there is so much to, to like uh, take from from the emotional language. For example, when when kendama players are talking about juggling, they they think that only way to juggle is do this yeah, like up and down, totally. one handed two piece cascade. But if if we really wanted to juggle, why don't we look what they're doing in juggling? Because there are jugglers out there who are really Dude. good at doing whatever. Hundred percent. So like other other skill toys. Yeah, that reminds me of this uh, pretty intense, uh, I think it was a TED Talk that an American juggler did. And he went, he studied juggling in the US and then he traveled to Europe and studied there. And he was so blown away at the European style of juggling because it was so like, so different. It was like different mm -hmm. minds. Yeah. 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 And that, yeah, after seeing that, I was like, whoa, yeah, it's, he, he had really explained it very well. Yeah, yeah. And also European, European scene has always been so creative centric when it comes to kendama like um creativity is in such a it's really popular right now a lot of people are like getting original which is super great but i feel mm -hmm. like 
in Europe, we've been on that since 2014. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> whole time, I've been playing <laughs> Nice. Europe. Yeah. yeah. Nice. All right. Moving on. Max Ida asks, how deep in your Kendama journey did you start getting quote unquote weird? Did you start like new gen, like the most of us, like juggling a lot of taps, etc. Mm-hmm. I think like you kind of t- touched on this a little bit with the flaring stuff, right? Yeah. Yeah. The foundation is definitely in there, but I also tried to go creative like from the beginning and like try to put something new on the table. Like every time I would, for example, post on Instagram, I, I think every time I post, I do it for a reason and there is something new to, yeah. to bring on the table. So, but yeah, yeah, definitely. Like, especially after seeing Mikey Schelling's Love Your Bass Cup, like <laughs> all I wanted to do was juggle and do endless instances. And, and yeah, I've been crying that a lot as well. But yeah, the main, my main point has always been in the concept. Right. Since the beginning of your Kendama play. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like conceptual yeah. man and creativeness. Yeah. All right. Here we go. Next one. The man himself, Daniel Robinson. What mm. style of Kendama would you like to see more of? What style? Uh, um, everything. Everything mashed together with everything. <laughs> like, for for example, I've I I've always sketched out when people are talking about string tricks because if if there's string tricks, then it means that there's like cop tricks as well. Mm. But why why can't they be together, glued uh. like this, like tricks that are. Uh, both at the same time so like yeah. everything mashed into everything in the same time it's called the sweet special is, is what <laughs> i want to see and, and 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 also i would love to see in the future like uh we we have these young super kids uh from from japan for example who are super super good at kendama like mm-hmm. something that we haven't seen yet is the super kendama player that would be as good as those japanese kids at kendama that would have this vision of how, like, we would have to breed uh, Takuya with Ben Herald. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's what I want to see. Like, somebody, somebody who is skilled enough to, to actually, like, fulfill his vision of Kendama. Mm. Whoa. That's deep. Like, yeah. go beyond the technical... Limitations, because I always feel like I'm I'm not good enough to like fully express myself. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're held back by something, and even if it's just yeah, like yeah. your hands or something, or just the gravity, or you fucking oh whoa, getting to like 2001 Space Odyssey type ending shits right now. <laughs> <laughs> Going back into the fetus and shit, becoming one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, all right. Next one from Joshua Flowgrove. He asks, "Do you play with any other flow toys or skill toys?" Yes, I do. I chef fucking everything. Um, <laughs> I play Beckleri or Sling Beckleri. Yeah, a lot. Uh, I've been doing that for years. Um, I know how to juggle as well. 
I recently I just got into Bali song, which is super chill. Oh yeah. Uh, and and I I share that daily as well. I have always yo-yo with me, even though I don't really yo-yo, but I I can do basics with that as well. I, I'm the dude like if if you have a new skill toy, just give it to me and I'll manipulate it. <laughs> nice. Is there is there a skill? I'm gonna add another personal question. Is there a skill toy that you've tried that was like, yeah, this isn't this sucks. Diabolo, fuck Diabolo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you don't like Diabolo. Yeah, I mean it doesn't click and clack. Ah, uh, fair enough. No, nice. it's a good reason not to like it. I can get behind that. <laughs> yeah. All right, here we go. Last one from Honzon. He asks. Do you have a favorite dish that you like to cook? Favorite dish to cook? <laughs> yeah, I, I I have a I have many favorite dishes to eat. <laughs> <laughs> but like, what what I like to cook, um, um, I I like to put a cheese like a loaf of cheese on a plate and put it in a microwave and melt it and eat it with a spoon. Just oh. cheese. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, it's that bachelor I, I, style. I, I, yeah. I like to buy a loaf of halloumi and just fry it and eat it. Yeah, that shit with nothing else. That, just that's probably cheese. my favorite to cook, like fucking halloumi cheese. Yeah, gonna go with that one. <laughs> nice, <laughs> nice. <laughs> oh, I do like I do like me some piece of cheese though. It's just fucking good. All right, the next one uh, from him still hold on. Is there a meaning behind the tattoo on your right forearm? Oh yes, there is. Um, this this one is Ogeseve uh, Yapoyat. It's uh, my skateboarding team from oh, back in the day. Shit. It's basically my homies on my arm. We have we have like five people with the same tattoo. And actually, if if any of you guys ever uh, travel across the the Papatre YouTube channel. You 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 can you can find the first kendama uh, video that we made yeah. uh, that's called Kushi or Kusi, and you can see uh, some people with the same tattoo. <laughs> nice. Well, man, <laughs> buddy tattoos. How many people have it? Oh, like like five. 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 Yeah. All yeah. in the same spot, different places. D- different places. Yeah. And in different forms as well. But th- this design is actually made by a homie. Yeah, nice. what is it? It's a nice. switchblade and a axe. What is it? Uh it's a it's a oh. toy gun. The toy gun, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. But that that that's the thing, you know. It's it's original gangster Severi and the boys, basically, and and it's it's a joke of how we're like gangsters, but not really a gangster. So it's a it's a comb stilet. It's it's not a a real nice, and then it's yeah, a toy it's gun. Yeah, it's the comb. It's the comb. Because we are we are yeah. actually good guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like we 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 rep Chris indoor. Right, right. Yeah, we we act tough, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> it, it, it's more of an in, in, inside joke, but it's one of my favorite tattoos for sure. Yeah. Hell yeah. Fuck yeah. And that is uh, all she wrote. Thanks everyone for giving yeah. us some questions on Patreon. Some, always some good questions yeah. from the homies in the Patreon. Yeah, thank you. So oh, many you. questions. I'm I'm surprised. <laughs> I think we're going to have to call it. We've been jamming for a long time. Session We have been jamming for a while. Learning about the evolution of Kenjam, where it can go. Learning about the the history of Albert. 
and his yeah. tricks and his mind, his artistic mind. I think that's the biggest thing I got from this episode. Yeah. Looking at it, at it in, in a different style where most people will, or, or other, you know, people looking at it in one way, if it's similar to you, Albert, or similar to just like cup ball, fucking cup balls and I spike. Okay. Like, you know, <laughs> so many different yeah. styles and embracing them or looking at other people's uh, style and maybe thinking, putting yourself in their shoes. Like how exactly mm. is he looking at that Kendama? Cause I really like how you said yeah. when you would go to autopilot and like, you're just behind your eyes watching your hands and the fucking Kendama go. Yeah. It's fucking yeah. sick. That's, yeah. That, that's true. Freestyle right there. Yeah. I guess <laughs> even though in that you want to be present a little bit as well. Yeah. Like you can, you can watch what your hands does, but you have to get involved in sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta make sure they're in the well. right spot. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like may, do do these little excursions from your comfort zone and and try some other shit as well. Hell yeah, <laughs> yeah, man! Yeah. It's been a good little sesh. Good, yeah. good little insights into some yeah, freestyle dude. stuff. Thanks so much for taking the time to come hang out with us, Albert. Thank you so much for having me. It's it's an honor. Like I said, this is my favorite podcast. So this is definitely a legendary Pokemon for Kendama player to catch to be on, <laughs> on yeah. Dominus. So, hell yeah that's a good way to put it yeah. nice one of those like yeah. diamond sparkly ass cards or some shit yeah one of the shinies <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> fuck yeah bud well it's been good yeah much love to everybody who's listening everybody who supports much Huge love thanks. to you albert for hopping in yes yes much love to you as always mj it's uh, always always just filled yeah. with loves beers loves Kendamas, coffees. Oh yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> All right. Nerds. Don't forget to keep evolving, nerds. Exactly. And I guess on that note, the nerds are out. out. out.